don't know, it seemed appropriate. That's right, for the very first time ever, I watched The Descent. We're going down. All the way down. And not in a sexy way. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Claire Tented Classics, the show where I, your host, Jake Ryan Baker, watch classic movies for the very first time and give my nostalgia-free opinions on them. And today is a very special episode. I realized I always do this when I'm like sort of prepping you for what what's gonna the episode is going to contain. I always get I always mean to ask how you want to be introduced because uh, I never know. If, sometimes people don't want to use their full name. Sometimes people do. Uh, do you have any preference? Do you want to introduce yourself? Maybe, maybe that's what I'll start doing, letting I mean, the guests introduce themselves. I mean, I can introduce myself. Sure. Let's let's hear it. Let, let, Hi, I'm Ryan Bozell, and uh, uh, I am on this here podcast. <laughs> so, what a great introduction. Very exciting. <laughs> it's so good to have you. I, I've Thank literally you. been meaning to have you on for forever. I know, yeah. I've I've been wanting to be like, hey, you know, I should be on for this, this and that. But I'm always I'm always one of those people who's just you know i'm like well when the time is right it'll happen and i'm i i'm this is the time i guess for me it's like uh everyone that i know that even remotely likes films i would like to have on the show mm-hmm. but i'm always i always feel like i'm bothering people yeah me too uh, i'm just <laughs> i'm just like oh you gotta like watch a whole movie yeah, and come yeah. and spend like an hour and a half to two hours like talking yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you even have to come into the library to do it. Right. And it's like, <laughs> it seems like such an imposition. I'm just like, I can't ask that of people. Yeah. But I also have noticed it's really fun to do the show because like it's a great excuse to sit down with people that I wouldn't maybe normally sit down with. Like mm-hmm. we don't really, we haven't really hung out a ton right we've sort of just like our circles have intersected slightly yeah yeah uh but yeah. it's like i've always i'm a fan of your music i really like oh, thank you uh <laughs> i don't I, I think you guys parted ways but you know i met you when you were with open sign and all that right, stuff. right yeah and so i'm i i love i love those guys too mm. so i'm uh, eventually i should probably get some more of those guys oh yeah on, you uh, should because they're they're fun to chat with there's like a lost episode that cam did forever ago uh yeah think, yeah because yeah because they um they used to do a podcast and I, yeah i was i was on one of those and then yeah yeah they they stopped doing it but that was it was fun when they were well cam, cam came on my show oh okay uh but that was i have never released that episode because it's okay just a weird I think we did Carlito's way. Oh, okay. And, and it was just like a yeah, it was a weird episode. <laughs> uh, have to bring him back for yeah. We've talked about it, uh, but yeah, I haven't seen Cam in a long time. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to sit down with you, uh, mm. and I'd love to hear about your. I always want to probe new guests for their taste in films, mm. and even I don't know if you feel like you have a particularly interesting like history watching movies that you mm. grew up like. I've been finding more and more. Because I, I, I picture you as like a horror fan. I feel like yeah. you talk about horror online well, I mean, a lot. It, it's yeah. obvious. <laughs> Wearing Halloween. I'm dressed today, you know, Halloween, everything. So, <laughs> so it's safe, safe to assume. Don't, don't, just don't yeah. assume. But um, <laughs> I've been finding lately that a lot of people tell me that, yeah, when I was like four, I watched Hellraiser. And it was uh, like, <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> but and now I'm, I'm in prison. <laughs> <laughs> but at least we have Hulu, so I can watch a new one. Uh, but... I would be curious to hear about like what, what kind of stuff did you watch growing up? And then was there any sort of turning point when you started? I mean, is it safe to say that you just like horror is your favorite thing or do you love everything or? Um, I mean, horror is probably, 
you know, the main genre that I, I love the most, but I do, you know, I try to watch a lot of everything. I mean, I grew up, you know, my family, I was allowed to watch certain things, but you know, my family was very conservative and didn't want, you know, me watching, you know, especially like R rated stuff, but we watched, you know, comedies and we'd watch drama and we'd watch, you know, a little bit of horror and a little bit of, you know, thriller stuff. Is there anything that sticks out to you from that period? Um, I mean, I mean, were you guys watching like Disney movies, Adam Sandler comedy? I I watched some Disney stuff, but my, like a lot of the stuff I watched as a kid wasn't really like even Disney stuff. It was, it was really, I watched a lot of TV when I was a kid. Okay. Yeah, that's Um, fair. I guess that's easy to forget because I definitely did watch a lot of TV when I was a kid too. Because (laughs) my, I mean, my parents would be like, well, you can't watch these certain movies, but like, you know, whatever's on TV and Mm -hmm. just prop you, prop the kid in front of the TV and. There's the babysitter for a couple hours. Sure. Sounds horrible, but it, you know, it, I mean, are we talking like cable or were you talking like the farmer five or, <laughs> uh, it was a mix. Cause we, we kind of alternated between having cable and not having cable, Yeah, you know, depending on where we were living or, you know, what the situation was at the time. Is so, you, 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 I feel like, I, I feel like I've never really talked about it, but you unlocked like a memory for me of like having the rabbit ears yeah, and just being yeah. like, well, it's five o'clock on a Friday. It's yep. time to watch Fox because yeah. they show all the Simpsons and King of the Hills exactly. on. And yeah, I want to yeah, watch yeah. that out. That's the, my favorite stuff. Cause yeah. it's also all I've got access to. Yeah. <laughs> well, we used to live with my grandma out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, this the town of like 300 people or something. And you know, so you would have the rabbit ears and you would, and because you were still in the middle of nowhere, you'd have to like turn, you'd spend like a yeah. half hour just <laughs> adjusting the damn thing to, you know, get a signal. So, yeah, so we alternated between that, but like when we had cable, I'd watch like Nickelodeon and, you know, a sci-fi channel and stuff okay. like that, you know, back when it was the sci-fi channel, not S-Y-F-Y, <laughs> that stupid spelling now. Um, but that's a whole nother thing. Um, so yeah, I'd watch, you know, I, in terms of like T, like in terms of movies, I can't really point to anything specific. I mean, I remember the first time seeing Jurassic Park and being, terrified. oh, cool. Seeing that at five years old and then seeing the sequel in theaters. And that was a pretty exciting experience oh interesting so uh, if you don't mind me asking i guess i don't 100 percent know how old you are i am 30 i am 3000 no i'm 32 <laughs> oh no you yeah. revealed it uh unfortunate <laughs> okay so we're, we're, we're exactly the same age <laughs> okay there you go so you, so you know you know you know the deal well it's funny because we didn't really my parents didn't take us to the theater a lot mm-hmm. so hearing like oh we saw the jurassic park sequel when i was a kid that yeah. sounds like so cool to me but yeah like i have like vivid memories of like that small handful of film like one of my most vivid memories is we went and saw that like robert zemeckis christmas carol movie where jim, oh, where jim, jim carrey, carrey plays like captured yeah thing. like yeah, yeah, for yeah, some yeah. reason that's one of my most vivid childhood theater memories really like, we just didn't go to the theater a lot. we went to mm. the drive-in every once in mm. a while and that was fun uh, but yeah, theater, I'm always so jealous of hearing like kids going to theaters to see interesting movies. I mean, yeah. I've actually never seen the Jurassic Park sequels. I've heard okay. mixed things about I mean, them. <laughs> I mean, you know, like I, I still think, you know, the originals is the best and it's, you know, and, but like a lot of people give, you know, Lost World a bunch of crap, but I, I mean, and it's not just nostalgia cause I have seen it more recently and it's like, no, it still holds up. It still has a lot of good set pieces and a lot of good stuff. But once, you know, Spielberg exited, you know, it was just like the films after that, you know, it's just, you know, yeah, I am whatever. curious though. It's do fine. you feel like, cause that's like sort of the premise of my entire show uh, 
is that I'm watching these like classic movies with no yeah. nostalgia. Because mm-hmm. um, I find it nearly impossible to separate nostalgia from objectivity. Yeah. Like I've talked ad nauseum about my love of like Adam Sandler comedies. Mm-hmm. And like I watched a few of them recently. And I was like, Billy Madison's like not a good movie, mm-hmm. but I can't not like it because I, I have so much nostalgia for yeah. it. So, but I have gotten to the point where I can recognize that it's like, bad mm-hmm. like but i mean for me if you told me that happy gilmore was bad i'd be like fuck you it's great i love it it's so it holds up uh, well, i mean i mean in terms of you know like for me nostalgia you know I, not to say like i'm immune to nostalgia because i certainly am not mm-hmm. but i do recognize that sometimes it's like yeah i like this movie because i watched it as a kid yeah and yes it may not be a good film but i still like it i will still watch it yeah there's things i can enjoy about it so i think it's it's good to separate you know, the nostalgia from, you know, just your enjoyment of it. But, you know, it, it also does tend to kind of blind you to, you know, flaws and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I find so. that, like, uh, certain films, if you watch them enough, mm-hmm. it almost becomes like listening to music. Yeah. Where even the shitty parts of the movie, yeah. they're so ingrained in your head as mm-hmm. the movie yeah. that they wouldn't be the movie anymore without those parts. Without the parts that sucked. <laughs> well, it's yeah. like there's like a... like. But you're the same age as me, so you probably remember like the Lime Wire Frost, oh yeah, Wire days yeah, yeah. or whatever. Sometimes you would get a, a song, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't even realize it's not like the regular version of the song. Well, there were songs I would get that like had like you know they ripped it off a CD and they they had like a shitty ripper or something, and it you know it'd have these weird skips in it and stuff. And then you'd you know these days you know you can buy whatever songs you want or yeah. just, you know you you know you can buy the CDs yourself and. You know, you listen to it and, and you're like waiting for that skip or that pop or something. And it's like, well, wait a second. It's not there anymore. Yeah. Like uh, you're so used to hearing it a certain way. And then, you know, when it's gone, you're just like, oh, wait, that's not, you know, that's. Not yeah. There's like, I, I can think of like two songs. Like there's a song called Unite by the Future Presidents of the World. Uh, and I had their weird alt version mm-hmm. that was more like drawn out and sad. Mm-hmm. And then when I w- downloaded it later in life, I was like the fuck is this this is the song and then there was like a little wayne song that i had Mm -hmm. that was like the dj would pop in every once in a while and be like this song's called hot revolver and like (laughs) air horn noises and almost like became part of the song for me it's like i I almost couldn't listen to hot revolver without the this is do do dot right right yeah yeah. (laughs) well it just yeah that stuff just becomes so ingrained in your memory and in what that those songs or you know movies or what have you um <laughs> are yeah they just become so much a part of that that you know you, it just almost sounds wrong when yeah you don't have that stuff for some reason well, it's like uh i always when people ask what my favorite film is i have a really hard time answering that i can never i can never answer that but question. <laughs> like for a while my go-to is just to be like ah, oh, true romance is probably like my favorite that's, movie that's a good one but there's a lot of scenes in that movie that i feel like from an objective perspective you mm. could trim down yeah or change or whatever but it's like i can't watch that i, I need those scenes mm-hmm. in the movie now because that's like the comfort of right. the film yeah uh, so it's just it's just interesting to me i mean i can i can watch a film and be like well you could trim that down and do it. but if the overall the cumulative like experience of it is good then i'm like well that stuff can kind of fall by the wayside for me like i'm i'm okay with like okay well yes if you really had to you could trim this, you could change this, but if it works as a whole, 
why bother? It's like know? sometimes I listen to I listen to a lot of movie podcasts mm-hmm. and it's like they'll talk about, yeah, there's this moment where the guy sitting at the coffee table kind of looks over and kind of like frowns and then looks away and it's like you didn't need that reaction shot in the yeah. movie but it's just like the world building and the humanity of it it's funny that you mentioned jurassic park because uh, i think uh, one of the things that uh steven spielberg deserves more credit for is just um how human his movies feel yeah like all the characters always feel so lived in mm-hmm. and he's like the master of like getting you invested in a character in like two seconds yeah like jaws is one of my favorites oh yeah from him and i like you meet that mother on the beach mm. you just for two seconds she's just like well michael don't don't go too far in the water you yeah. just ate and all of a sudden you're like okay i get this family dynamic mm. they it's her son they she yeah. blah 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 so when the kid gets spoilers for jaws i right. guess <laughs> the kid gets chomped <laughs> yeah and the kid gets chomped you it feels more impactful mm-hmm. uh and then it just being something random it's like he knew to like flavor it a yeah. little bit uh so yeah it's just those human moments that i feel like with the ADD nature of like modern filmmaking, you don't get that kind of stuff anymore. Not so much because I think people, and this is the terrible term for this, but I think they tend to just try to go for the money shot as soon as possible, <laughs> just to get to that as soon as possible. Because especially you know, um, in say horror films, you know, you tend to have that. People want to see the gore shot. They want to see you know the you you don't get as much character development and time to spend with them. Yeah. Therefore you kind of don't care about them as much. Well, it's like uh, the shirt you're wearing Halloween is a great example. Like Mm -hmm. we spend all this time with these characters. You spend like at least half the movie just hanging out with Lori Strode and her friends. And then you're cutting to Dr. Loomis and he's trying to figure stuff out. But there's, yeah, like there's in terms of like, you know, actual stabbing murder and all that, you know, it's, it's pretty spaced out in jaws. Like you just brought that up you know same thing you're spending a lot of time with the characters and they're figuring stuff out but they're also you know you have the dynamic between especially like the three men in oh the boat, yeah. you know for the latter half of the film so you know you just i mean you still have that in films today but it seems like there is more of a push to be you know to have less of that and just be going full-on action or full-on horror mm-hmm. all the time and i feel like it does kind of dilute it a bit when you don't when you don't have that so much it's like uh like I, I'm not as big of a fanboy of Tarantino these mm-hmm. days, but I still literally love all the films he's made. Uh, and actually, uh, Death Proof is one of my favorites from him. Oh, yeah. I, I like Death Proof. And, that, that, and I've, that, I've probably just like all the Tarantino fanboys are like, oh, they're leaving. Okay, <laughs> goodbye. They, they need, yeah. People need to... Uh, even Tarantino's like kind of tried to distance himself from that film, uh, which sucks because yeah. I feel like it's such a good homage to what Grindhouse actually yeah. was. Then it's a better and you know like because it was part of it was part of grindhouse right know, but, like if you watch if you watch like planet terror and then death proof it's like death proof is much more in the vein of those kinds of films yeah planet terror you know it's it's fine it's fun but yeah death proof is definitely more more in the vein of those kinds of films and it's for me it's just more fun in that sense like a lot of people are like well it's just people talking for most of the film i'm like yeah but that's what those films yeah, were they they, they, would, they it, were extremely yeah. low budget movies that sold you on like the boobs and the yeah. violence but there's only seven minutes of yeah. boobs and violence and the rest of it they had to fill out with just characters hanging out right but that made the characters endearing and it feels yeah. like a hangout movie with then about halfway through there's this violent crash right yeah and then like and then the movie starts over (laughs) yeah i like the first time i ever watched i was like so floored by Mm -hmm. because we spend so much time with those characters getting to know them and then just bam they just all get taken out and you're just like what the fuck Mm -hmm. uh 
and yeah, I don't know. I, I actually really like that film. Mm. Um, but as you've gotten older, do you, uh, so obviously you said like, oh, I couldn't say what my favorite film is, but like, yeah. if you had to give like people that don't know you as well, like a taste of what your what kind of stuff you like, I mean, do you have, uh, I mean, is there certain movies you're like, oh, these are movies that kind of define me or do you have directors that you really glom onto or anything um, like that? I actors yeah. even. Like, yeah. That's the thing. It's like, you know, it's, it's the same thing with like, you know, what's your favorite film? What's your favorite director? What's your favorite actor? It's like actor, actors and directors and everything. It's like, I, I just love a lot of them. And I, I know that sounds like a cop out. Sure. No, but, but it's, it's a sense of just like everything. I just kind of like, a little bit of everything mm -hmm. and you know i have yeah i have you know directors i like i have actors i like but it's not a case of like i'm you know ride or die with everyone yeah you know i'm not i'm not someone who's you know i have to see everything that you know insert here director you know has done you know mm -hmm. something like that so i don't know i just i always i do always have a hard time answering those questions and people think well you know you're just trying to be like oh you know well, no, trying I, not to offend anyone or something but it's more like it's film is such a huge thing uh -huh. it's so huge there's so much in it so many different films so many different directors so many different voices that you know to narrow it down to a few names, a few movies, a few this, this, and that. It's 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 just almost impossible for me. So, like genre genre is a little easier because there's not. I mean, there's definitely a, quite a few genres and right. Genres. It's like uh, it's a little we have like our big umbrellas though, and then the yeah. things that like fall underneath it. Just oh like, yeah, yeah. Like if you're uh, there used to be a store called Blockbuster, guys. Uh, mm -hmm. like oh if, yeah, you if, remember that? if you went to Blockbuster, there'd be comedy, mm -hmm. horror, yeah. maybe thriller, drama. Yeah. Um, and maybe there's some sub like romance or whatever. I love genres. I love mm. studying genres. Like every once in a while I'll do uh writing challenges mm. where I take, I think of all genres that I think are interesting. And then I try to think of like fun little sub genres yeah. and just like, I'll like, I literally did, I, I recorded a YouTube series. I've not edited it at all. So it just is like two terabytes of nothing <laughs> languishing on my hard drive. But like I rolled dice and did like 10 different genre mashups. Oh, okay. And I actually had like some interesting stuff happen. Like the first thing I rolled was like a Western vampire mm. movie. And I was like, huh, what can I do with that? And I actually liked the idea I came up with that. Uh, and that was fun. And then I had like one that was like, it was kind of a weird confluence. It was like a time travel period piece. And I was mm. like, well, that kind of uh, <laughs> goes together, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. I kind of did like a weird spin on it. And that, that actually gave me a, movie idea that i'm currently working on right mm. now just from mashing genres together yeah. uh but yeah I, I but the thing is like you were talking about like oh people think i'm like wishy-washy or not trying to offend anybody but yeah for me it's like i feel like people if you love film you should be open to any good film yeah exactly. it's it's same with music where it's like oh i like all music uh except country fuck yeah country. No, it's no. like there's good country songs like yeah. i get what you mean when you say you don't like country but there's good country right. songs say well i don't like rom-coms well there's some good rom-coms yeah and yeah. maybe there's some rom-coms you would like even if mm. you don't like a typical rom-com yeah like uh there's so. exceptions like i mean for instance you know you you said western vampire like westerns for the most part not crazy about them but there are a few westerns where i'm like 
Okay, I really actually really yeah, enjoy yeah. these films. So there are always exceptions to the rules that you you know put up for yourself. Sometimes you know, is and there think, is there anybody yeah. like current that you're like, oh, if they make a movie, I definitely do want to go see that though. Because I have a, I have a few directors right now where it's like, oh, if Jordan Peele makes something, yeah, yeah. or Denis Villeneuve is making something, mm-hmm. or Yorgos Lanthimos is making yeah. something, I'm like, well, I'm gonna go see that movie. A hundred percent. Um, well, I mean, yeah, Jordan Peele is definitely, I mean, like just having seen Nope, like that was pretty, you know, incredible and had, I, that was especially when I had to see because, you know, I knew that, um, the director of photography had shot, you know, a lot of the more recent Christopher Nolan films and mm-hmm. IMAX. And so, you know, you know, you have to see that on a big screen. Yeah. You know, yeah. You yeah. have to do that. You know, it's going to be <laughs> something crazy. So, um, but in terms of like names, I don't, you know, it's. I just, at this point, I've gotten to the point where I, I see a lot of stuff, whether it's in theaters or streaming, sure. I just, I just see it. So in terms of like, oh, that person's making a film, I need to see that. Um, I don't know. Cause it's, uh, it's hard to think of one right off the top of my head. Oh, and that's fine. I, I didn't mean to put yeah. you on the spot or anything. I was just curious. <laughs> Cause the thing is like, I also get excited by people that pop out of the woodwork. Or exactly. Whatever. It, well, like, um, a good example, like, um, the Safety brothers now, Yeah, yeah. you know, cause I, I saw good time just without knowing anything about it. Um, uh, my boyfriend wanted to go see it and he was interested in it and I said, okay, so let's go check it out. And I was like, like okay. in theaters. Yeah. I saw oh, it at the cinema center here actually when it was playing. Um, and so knowing next to nothing went into that. Okay. You guys got me. So then it's like Uncut Gems coming out. I got to go see that. <laughs> and, you know, whatever they're doing next, I'm, I'm probably going to be there. Whatever yeah, I'm kind so. of curious. I've heard, I don't know if they're both doing it, but I know that Benny Safdie and Nathan Fielder and like yes. Emma Stone are like yeah, doing a I'm, show I'm definitely, I'm definitely intrigued about what that's going to be like. <laughs> Have you watched uh, the rehearsal? Uh, no, but I really, yeah, I do Ooh. really want to check it out because I, I, Nathan for you is in fucking insane show <laughs> the it, rehearsal so. is maybe even more insane that's exactly what i want to say because i'm like it's gonna be it's gonna be something crazy. i genuinely can't imagine what them and the safties and also emma stone for some reason it's, are gonna get up emma stone is really making a like i've always liked her mm-hmm. but now she's like working with yorgos lanthimos a bunch yeah, too and i'm yeah. just like holy shit emma stone you're just like she's definitely getting into that you know <laughs> Her era of just like, I'm going to do what the fuck I want. I'm not just going to be the, the girlfriend or the yeah. girlfriend of Spider-Man or something. You know? <laughs> I'm going to, you know, go for the stuff I really, really want to go for. And so that's, that's pretty cool to see. Yeah. I've noticed, uh, I, I have Yorgos Lanthimos on the brain right now. Cause mm-hmm. they just like kind of announced his next project. Yeah, yeah, which I think uh, it's just called yeah. and, yeah. uh, but I was like, I just, he's one of my favorite filmmakers like mm-hmm. that's working and I've noticed like a lot of my favorite actors also work with him. Like mm-hmm. Colin Farrell's like one of my favorites and yeah. Colin Farrell's collaborated with him multiple times. Mm-hmm. And like, I actually really love Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. And there's like a story of her, like being seen like the lobster and like seeking him out and being like, I want to work with you. Yeah. And when the actor, when I hear stories about actors that are just like, I really like this director's work and I want to work with them. Yeah. Like same thing with, I think she saw like dancer in the dark and mm-hmm. went and found uh I'm blanking. Lars fucking, Trier. Yeah, Lars von Trier. And then uh, I still need to watch that movie though. I've never mm-hmm. seen Dogville. Uh, I'll probably do it for the show someday. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> well, and you know, it was it was like the same thing with like Robert Pattinson. He had seen he hadn't even seen a film of the Safety Brothers before he worked with them. He saw a poster of their <laughs> last film they did, and he was like, 
he was so drawn to it for some reason. He's like, I got to seek those guys out and work with them yeah. for some reason. Like, I think, uh, uh, I want to say like Adam Sandler, was it, there's the story like Adam Sandler called Robert Pattinson and was like, was like, are these guys like, what's up with them? Cause they yeah. were desperate <laughs> to get him in uncut gems. Right. Uh, and he's just like, I don't know these guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know if that's exactly what happened, but yeah, that would, that would make sense. Cause it's like, you know, these guys just kind of have come out of the blue they you know they're obviously were you know working their way up through like, yeah I, good times one i i need to watch again because mm -hmm. i feel like i watched it not in the best circumstances yeah and like i even got interrupted i have a very oh you can't get interrupted watching yeah it. i got interrupted you gotta like, watch it like straight <laughs> Um, but, but the yeah. thing is like, I loved uncut gems since mm -hmm. maybe I want to go back and give good time. Not yeah. that I didn't like good time. Uh -huh. I think I just wasn't mentally prepared for right. good time yeah. where I was like, what the fuck am I watching right, right now? Exactly. Like, but then you watch uncut gems. Which I, say, I think uncut gems is like a full on masterpiece. Mm. Uh, and again, they're so smart to want Adam Sandler for that role because yeah. he's maybe the only person that could possibly have worked for that role. Yeah, Cause like for me, like, you know, I, I mean, Adam Sandler is, you know, take it or leave it for me sure um but like seeing him in that i was like holy shit he's he's definitely got a lot more to him and that a lot more that he could do you know when he is when he's put into certain you know films <laughs> and certain characters he can definitely bring them to life so it's yeah he's very it's definitely interesting to see him in that in that uh capacity he's very dependent on the director and film that he's in because yeah. when because for me like as a big time sandler fanboy just because i grew up on his films in later years now that i'm into more like i wouldn't quite say highbrow but just more intricate deeper films mm -hmm. you get to retroactively go back and watch something like punch drunk love and be like mm. he's really good in this yeah. though like and when he's when he's good he's good yeah it's just that he is sometimes more interested in going to hawaii with his friends and right and, and Pamela paid vacation and, like, and, yeah. and just like i'm a jennifer aniston and let's mm. just do a, a dumb murder mystery for netflix yeah. and move on with our day or whatever but it's like <laughs> like when you like when you ask me like you know are there you know actors and stuff like that with him it's like you know i it's well with really any actor it's like if i see there's a trailer for a film that they're in and i'm like eh, i'm not really feeling it okay no big deal yeah i don't feel used to maybe i used to maybe feel more like i need to go see everything that you know so and so did sure um but now it's like, eh, if it's not for me, it's not for me, you know, and I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. And I feel like more people do need to be okay with, you know, like if it's not for you, it's not for you. Yeah, so. definitely. Definitely agree on that yeah. where it's just like, uh, especially like films that are more directed at like a more female centric audience uh, or, a yeah. more, or a more like just not straight male audience. Yeah. There's always this weird, like little undercurrent of outrage of uh -huh. just be like, this movie's trash. Well, it's yeah. not, it's not for you. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, there's plenty of films that people, you know, go <laughs> crazy for and it's trending all the time. And I'm like, I have no interest in people. Yeah. Like, you know, why, why do you have no interest? And it's like, I just don't. And it's just not for me. And you know, <laughs> God bless you. You want to go see that? Go, Go for it, but like I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm good, you know. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's always like, uh, like one of my go-to examples is: Did you ever see uh, "Sorry to Bother You"? Yes, I like saw that I movie. really liked that film, mm. but I had like some. I was like, ah, this doesn't quite work for me, and this is just story-wise, I wasn't sure about this term. But that's a movie I've never really. I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, they should have done because I'm like, well, yeah, that movie's yeah. not really for me, yeah. really though. Mm. 
like and the movie obviously meant something to a lot of people Mm -hmm. same with like black panther Uh where i was like ah the story element didn't super work for me and i don't like how this happened and he lost his power but then he got it back instantaneously in Mm -hmm. the ps2 cgi fight and i'm like hey you know what that movie was very impactful for a lot of people and i'm Mm -hmm. like i've just I've shut the fuck up about yeah, it. Like, yeah. It's like, it's, uh, plus I liked it. Like, I love yeah. Ryan Coogler as a direct, mm-hmm. uh, director. So, um, and that's, that's how it is sometimes. It's just some films are just, you know, they're not for you. They don't work for you or whatever it is. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, you know, there's so much, you know, discourse about, you know, this, this, and then has to be, you know, with, you know, if something doesn't appeal to me, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, it, if it's not for you, it's just not for you. And then it's very, it's very interesting. Go to something else. Because in the modern day, I feel like we've gotten into this interesting space where mm-hmm. it used to be all about like making a four quadrant movie that yes. was like universally appealing to mm-hmm. everyone. And now because everything's so fragmented and fractured, yeah, it's kind of tough because there's so much stuff out there. Mm-hmm. But it also is kind of cool because there's more niche, yeah, like interesting stuff yeah. where you might find something that feels like it was made just for you right and that's a really good feeling when you discover a film like that yeah it feels like we're getting a lot more room to play around Mm -hmm. but it's also like again it's like you have to have like subscriptions to like 17 different services i'm not not crazy about that end of things but but yeah you definitely you know there's definitely a lot more for everyone these days um the challenge with that is well challenging yourself in saying okay this may not you know be mm-hmm. for me but i don't know so i'm just gonna take a leap and see what happens yeah you know like uh, going back to good time for a second you know i knew nothing about it i was like well the trailer looked okay you know i was like okay you know take a chance on it see mm-hmm. what happens so i think that's the that's what's is kind of good about streaming and stuff like that now is because it's right there for you. You can look at it and be like, oh, what's this about? Mm, maybe. Yeah. Let's just go for it. I got time. Let's just go for it. So I used to have like a point of pride of like trying to finish everything that I started. And yeah. I'm trying to get away from that mm-hmm. lately where if I'm not super feeling something, like yeah. being okay with like cutting my losses. Yeah. Like, like I started watching that Gray Man movie on Netflix because mm-hmm. I was like, I heard it was like a $200 million budget. Right. Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. I was like, Oh, uh, sure. I, it's on, I have Netflix. Why yeah. not click on it? And I was yeah. like, this is boring. And I was like, you know what? Why am I watching this? And <laughs> exactly. then, you know, I could turn it off. Yeah. Uh, and that's not to say that some movies will still surprise you. Like uh-huh. they'll reveal themselves. But I think if you are hip enough to film language, you can kind of get a sense for whether a show or mm-hmm. a movie is actually working for you or not. Yeah. Or like, I'll watch a first episode of something and I'll let myself either come back to it or I won't. Mm-hmm. And if I don't come back to it, it must not be burning. Yeah. Uh, I must not have a burning desire. I, I watched the first two episodes of Ring the, Rings of Power recently. Uh-huh. And then I think they've since released like three or four more. Mm-hmm. I just haven't gone gotten back around to watching any of it because yeah. I was like, it didn't really light a fire under me. Yeah. I'll probably still watch it just because I love Lord of the Rings so much. And I thought they were fine. I didn't hate it or anything, but it was very slow. I don't, right, know, right. I don't know if you've seen no, any no, of it, I but it's it. it just like, I mean, it's slow. Mm. It's like really slow. Uh, I'm, I'm intrigued, but I feel like people are more like, oh, actually, House of Dragons is like where it's at. I'm mm. like, oh, but Game of Thrones burned me so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, in terms of, you know, just dropping stuff, I feel like, yeah, more people just need to be okay with that and say, <laughs> yeah. like, 
just because you didn't necessarily care for it, it's like, okay, well, you know, you didn't care for it. Like linger, I think a big issue these days is people just linger on, you know, movies and TV shows that they didn't like or that yeah. didn't satisfy them. And then you're just, you put so much energy into that, that it's like, well, okay, well, what do you, what do you like then? Well, what yeah, are you I mean, into what's, what is lighting a fire for you? Yeah. It's so. like, uh, I, I try really hard not to like rain on anybody's parade anymore. Like I made a few years ago, I made like a very active decision to not bitch about anything ever on social media. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I'm not going to go on Facebook and Twitter and rant about things I don't like. Yeah. Cause I don't want to rain on people's parade. Like I don't like Disney plus and I don't like Marvel stuff uh-huh. and I don't like this. I'm not into star Wars. Right. And so like, like, the idea that there's like 17 star Wars shows out right now. Right. And like there's some people that are like rabidly watching all of this. Like for me, it's like bog standard, mediocre stuff. Yeah. I'm just like, that sounds awful to me, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to sit here and, and like yuck anyone's yum. I'm like, yeah. if you're really enjoying Andor, then fucking great. Right. I'm glad you have Andor or I love, I'm glad you're really enjoying Hawkeye yeah. uh, or whatever. Like there's some stuff on, like I want to watch She-Hulk and I want to, I really want to watch Turning Red. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten around to seeing that. That looks really good to me. Uh, but it's like, if you love Star Wars and you love Marvel stuff, then yeah, cool. I'm, yeah. And I'm glad they're making so much shit uh, that yeah. you get to enjoy. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> it, you know, again, if it's not for you, it's not for you. If you know, and it's, it's fine. I mean, especially with like a lot of the like superhero stuff, most of it doesn't, really appeal to me but i'm you know <laughs> occasionally i'll i'll have some snarky comment or i'll say something because <laughs> i just can't help myself but well, it's just so you know, in the I, zeitgeist it's you yeah. want to participate in the conversation yeah but it's like at the same time like i have i really don't have anything else to say other than, <laughs> you know some snark and that's about it so yeah trying to you know curb that behavior is, is definitely something i've been trying to do more of well it's like uh i didn't particularly love the 2018 Halloween. Uh-huh. And so when the new one was coming out in theaters, I was kind of like, eh, yeah. I'm good. And then I just kind of picked up little bits from p- hearing people talk about it. And I was like, I'm probably okay on that yeah. one. And like, no, <laughs> you don't want to talk to me about those ones. Cause we'll be here for five hours. And I, well, what's we funny is have <laughs> I have, uh, uh, I think the next episode I'm doing is I'm, I, I have a friend who she just really wants to do the Rob zombie Halloween movies, okay. which I have known nothing about. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to go into them with an open mind. That's the best way to do it. Those <laughs> ones. Um, again, if we talked to talked about those ones, we'd be here for about six hours. So. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I would say, yeah, at least go into those with an open mind and just, I just, I'm a very like notorious, not fan of Rob Zombie. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm fascinated to see what I'm going to get. But it's yeah. just like, I also don't like for me, I'm also a big believer in like, doesn't matter how many sequels or remakes they do of something. Yeah. To me, even if like, you know, I've heard things about today's topic, the descent. Like uh-huh. I've heard that they made a sequel and it almost like retroactively like, like trashes the movie. It it does. But yeah. <laughs> for me, I, I just I've I've never really had a problem just pretending certain things don't exist. Oh yeah, that's totally fine. I mean, you know, let's I mean bringing up Halloween, you know, there's several sequels. I mean, you know, as big of a fan as I am, I don't own most of the movies. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with that. You know, that if, if one you know, you look at my collection, you're like, well, why do you own that one? But you don't own the sequel to that one. Yeah. You know, it's like, Cause I'm not going to watch it. That's all there is to it. So you're a fan of the third one though, aren't yes, you? Yes, I am. <laughs> that, that's I one. I'm proud that... to say it. I will say it here on this podcast <laughs> that yes, I am a fan of the third Halloween movie. For some reason, I've always like 
pad do you because I I always feel like I see you post about it. So I'm always like, Ryan really loves the third Halloween movie. Oh yes. Uh, <laughs> I've, met, I've met several people involved with it. I, I love it. I, That's super cool. I've got, you know, I've got the 4K, I've got one of the masks, I've got, you know, it it it's become a bit of an obsession. But well, you know, speaking you know, of Carpenter, I did want to at least uh I I warned you but I could talk about taste in film oh, yeah, all yeah. day. But <laughs> I do want to at least touch a little bit on like you compose music yes. uh, and I, I don't know, I guess I've never really asked because we've never really gotten to sound and have like a long chat. Like, uh-huh. can you tell me about your filmmaking and your composing a little bit? Like, I don't know how deep your filmmaking goes. I, I think of you as a composer, but I, yeah. think, I think you've like directed stuff before I've, too. I've done a couple shorts. Um, when I worked with OSE, um, I did a couple episodes of this show, uh, show we did called Phobia. I feel like I've watched one of your. Th- did you did you make something that was in black and white? Did I? Uh, I did. It was a it was a short film I made called Means to an End a few years ago. I think so, I've yeah, seen. I, was I think an, I've seen that. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're the only one, <laughs> but that's all right. Um, yeah, I've, I mean, I've directed some stuff, but I mainly have worked more as a composer, and I've kind of moved more into wanting to do that sort of thing mm-hmm. as opposed to directing. I still would like to direct more stuff at some point, but. Um, I just have kind of fallen in love with being a composer and, mm-hmm. you know, doing stuff like that. It just, it, again, lights a fire for me. So yeah, dude, cause know. I was going to try to like smoothly be like, so is like John Carpenter well, he's as a composer, the, yeah. a big influence for you he's, or he's the reason I got into it. Cause I, I saw Halloween for the first time and I thought, Oh, you know, he's the director, but wait a minute. He's also the co-writer, but he's also the composer. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know before I saw Halloween that you could do all yeah, those yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> You either had to be a director or a writer or an actor, but you can do whatever you want in that sense. But, you know, yeah, the further I got into, you know, his, into his films and, you know, listening to those wonderful scores he's done, um, I was just drawn to it because it was so different from, you know, again, I, we talked about Jurassic Park, so I was used to kind of the John Williams type of sure, sure. film scores, which, you know, obviously I love John Williams as well. Mm-hmm. He's a master as well, but that's not. Yeah, it almost really, feel, it almost I feels think. like uncool <laughs> to be like I like John Williams. It's but it's like John Williams makes good shit. Yeah, he does. Like he's I made mean, so, he's made some of the even if you don't realize it, he's yeah. made like a million iconic songs that yeah. everyone knows. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's, he's fucking good at what he does. Yeah, he is. He's, he's a total master. And you know, there's so many uh, composers out there. I mean, I would never say like, oh, I'm influenced by him in the sense like, oh, I try to sound like him because mm-hmm. I can't. I just my skill set isn't there for that also you don't um, have access to multiple symphonies yeah exactly <laughs> orchestras <There's, laughs> yeah that, that's a big challenge trying to get the symphony into the house you know to, to record um but yeah you we, know we, guys we don't have enough chairs no no there's no chairs. space you're gonna have to sit outside you know <laughs> string section's gonna have to sit over over on the balcony over here so um but yeah i i mean carpenter you know is you know inspired me he's inspired a ton of people you know that's why you've had these big, you know, um, this big resurgence of like synth scores, yeah, yeah, horror, especially in horror films, you know, not partially out of nostalgia, but also because of a lot of what he did. And- you know, I never really thought about it, but as a as a like a filmmaker myself, at least a would be filmmaker, mm-hmm. uh, I have a particular love for like low budget, yeah, indie, like oh man, like I could have maybe made this type of films, mm-hmm. but I've never really like translated that to the composer side. But now that I'm listening to you talk about it. Like I could see why John Carpenter would be so yeah, because like his, such a 
interesting thing to grab onto because yeah. you're like, it's one guy at his keyboard just being like, right? Exactly. You know, and it. I mean, I mean, he said in interviews, you know, he's his stuff is simplistic because he's that's as far as his skill goes. He's got a funny but, personality. Though. Oh yeah, yeah. But he, but he, you know, he has a way of making the most simple stuff work. Yeah, and. and I have tried to kind of, you know, I mean, some of my stuff I've done is, you know, bombastic and, you know, layer upon layer upon layer, but sure. I've been trying to learn more from him in the sense of, you know, less is more. Sometimes all it takes is, you know, a little, you know, string sound just kind of in the background to kind of get mm-hmm. you on edge or, you know, just, you know, a quick little piano here and there, just little things and yeah. just trying to, you know, kind of you know, just be underneath the surface of it rather than I feel being, I feel like Halloween's a great example of like Oh absolutely. I'm There's so- only like four three or four pieces of music, you know, and one of them is obviously the main theme that everyone knows. But if you watch that film, there's not a lot of different music in it. Yeah, but it he he's, he's so good at like making you yeah. associate the certain parts with moments. Yeah. So when you start hearing the stalking music, yeah. you're like, fuck, uh-huh. she's in trouble. Yes. Like the music trains you. Yeah. And I was someone that never really, it's one of my weak points is like paying attention to score and films. Uh-huh. And Halloween, I feel like was one of the first times where I really like, was like, oh, the score for this is yeah. like part of why this movie's so good. Yes. If it didn't have this music, it wouldn't be as iconic. Well, they tested it originally because uh, they were trying to get a, a major studio to distribute yeah. it at the time. And they sent it, John Carpenter didn't have the music ready for it or something. And they sent it out to all the studios without the music. And everyone's like, this is boring. Yeah. <laughs> We're not into this. And then he put the music on and it got released and people saw it and like, oh, now it works. Yeah. So, and yeah, for me, like seeing Halloween, I mean, and seeing how much the score was a part of that film definitely was, made me start thinking back. Cause when I, when I wanted to become a filmmaker and get involved with films, I, um, I just wanted to do everything. I yeah. was just like, you know, if they would let me cater a film, I'd do it just to be, <laughs> just to be in that world, you know? Um, and then, you know, as I went on, I feel know, like if I catered a film, everybody would be eating PB and J's. Probably. <laughs> same here. Same here. Um, <laughs> actually I did make a good grilled cheese. Oh, there you, uh, go. there you go. Um, but yeah, when I, when I, uh, when I got into it, I just, I just wanted to do everything. And, you know, and then I started paring it down like, well, I'm kind of good at this. I'm not good at this. And then, composing just kind of came out of you know we needed a composer because we were using licensed music for a lot sure. of stuff we were doing early on and i had kind of been messing around with stuff i'm like well let me take a crack at this you know let's see what happens and so you know that worked out and then i was like okay well i guess i'm the composer for <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Out. so which you know I'm, I'm totally fine with do you have other movies that you feel like are up there in terms of like halloween score for you Oh god! I know it's, it's uh, I know it's a similar question to favorite films and all that stuff, but I was thinking in, in my head just now, like I was thinking in my head, what a great sentence there, Jake. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was thinking outside my head. Yeah, uh, I was trying to think of movies that I do feel like the score really lifts the film, uh, and like I think my two go tos are uh, like the soundtracks that I actually do listen to on my mm-hmm. own. Sometimes are uh, disaster pieces. It follows score because mm-hmm. that obviously is so huge in that movie yeah. have you seen it follows yes i have um regardless of feelings about it just like the music is is very interesting mm-hmm. and uh definitely very indebted to to carpenter as well and yeah definitely and um i, I listen to the uh score for the guest a uh, lot 
I, I really like that. But that's a very like '80s synthy. Mm-hmm. I think I just like '80s synthy stuff. Yeah, I, I've been listening to this band called Japanese Breakfast a lot lately, okay, yeah. and they're very like. I guess it's just one woman, but it's like that's very synthy. Mm-hmm. It's this weird blend of like '80s synth, but the kind of more also modern day like whisper billy eilish singing yeah, like yeah. smashed together mm-hmm. not to reduce her to anything because i think her shit is so mm-hmm. good yeah uh but i was just like i think i just because i I did turbo kid for the show fairly uh-huh. recently a few months ago and that whole score is just 80s like oh yeah to the max and i'm like i think i just love this shit which is weird because it's not like i grew up on it uh-huh. uh we go through i've noticed we go through these cycles where uh it's like 30 year cycles or yes. whatever. So like in, in the eighties, it was like the 2010s now. Uh-huh. And it's, it's kind of still hanging around. Like yeah. we're starting to enter our nineties nostalgia a yes. little bit. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just sad. And I'm feeling very old now, <laughs> but it's like, but it, watching classic movies, a lot of fifties movies are about shit that happened in the twenties. Yes. And a lot of eighties movies are about shit that happened in the fifties. Exactly. Cause it's these 30, it's like 30 year old, 30 to 40 year old people start making films yep. and they make shit about the stuff that they remember. Right. And so we just keep going in these cycles. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So like all the nineties kids are now yep. starting to make shit. So uh-huh. that's why all the nineties stuff is starting to like creep into our media. Oh yeah. And that's why the eighties was so hot for the last few years. Cause mm-hmm. all the people that grew up in the eighties are the ones yeah. that are making shit. Well, right that's now. why, that's why something like stranger <laughs> things is such a hit. Cause it is such a nostalgic, you know, it's the music and the look and, you know, it's all this stuff kind of wrapped up in, yeah. you know, a TV show. So, <laughs> you know, that's why in, you know, again, like going back to Carpenter and stuff, that's why a lot of his stuff has seen a resurgence and cause you know, people just are feeling very nostalgic for, you know, that, that kind of stuff. And so, I mean, for me, you know, I, I didn't, I grew up on that stuff, but I didn't grow up when it was fresh, you know, right, right. I grew up way after, you know, that stuff had come out initially. So, so, Seeing it, I don't have like the nostalgia in the sense that, you know, a lot of those people do for it. I have a, a different kind of nostalgia for it. Yeah. Um, but also kind of recognizing that, you know, it is, it is well done for, you know, what it is and what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So. I was curious, uh, um, as far as like, uh, is there, eh, we'll get it. We can get into plugs like towards the end of the uh-huh. show actually. So uh we should talk about the movie yeah so in terms of like your history like i'd love to hear your history with the descent because you like i don't really know for sure you just kind of commented on a facebook post being like i love the descent so Uh but i'd love to hear like what your what your history with it is well i heard about the film um i used to be on a bunch of message boards back in you know the mid 2000s and you know this is around the time when like a lot of european horror films are kind of making more of a Mm -hmm. you had you know 20 days later and then yeah. you had um you had like a lot of stuff that was coming out of you know france a lot of the, like really extreme films and so i was kind of trying to keep up with that because you know i was a teenager who was like oh you know i'm i'm a cinephile now so yeah. i need to keep up on these things <laughs> and so around yeah about 2005 um i started hearing about this film called the descent out of you know the uk and um it had come out there but there was no word about when it was coming out in the states and this was back when you had to you know sometimes you would have to like buy a region free dvd sure sure and buy a dvd from you know europe and then get it sent to you just to see these films yeah but what happened which was cool was um like lionsgate you know they had you know come out with saw and the devil's rejects and all these films and so they were becoming like the new house of horror and they started um uh you know distributing 
films from Europe and, you know, Japan and these places uh, that, you know, wouldn't normally get seen here. Yeah. So they had done that with like um, high tension and then they, uh, that was the year before. And then um, 2006, they finally got the descent and they were going to release in theaters. And I'm like, Oh my God, please come here. Cause I've been hearing so much about it. Yeah, I yeah. really wanted to see it. And so finally, like a year after it came out in Europe, it finally came out here. And so, and I was 16 at the time. So I couldn't get in by myself. <laughs> so I literally had to beg my dad to see it because I had read reviews. Oh, it's like alien. It's like this, this and that. And I'm like, come on, dad, please take me to see it. And he's like, okay, fine. <laughs> so, so yeah, we, we went to see it and yeah, I mean, that was, it was wild. I mean, it was, you know, it wasn't quite a packed house, but you know, it was a good crowd and you oh, know, fun. it was, they were very into it. You know, it, it definitely, it definitely, you know, stuck with me after that, you know, it was like, it was a good film to see in a theater too, because it, it's one of those films where, you know, the sound is very important, mm -hmm. you know, as dark as it is, some of the visuals are also very important. So, yeah, I feel like, uh, it was interesting, like watching this movie last night. Cause I'm, I'm really bad about when I'm at home, giving myself like a cinematic experience. Uh -huh. And I feel like I, I feel like I did this movie a little bit dirty in the way okay. that I watched it. Cause I watch most stuff on my phone. Okay. Uh, and like, I was like, uh, like I was reflecting after watching the film, like just as a baseline here, I'm going to say that I wasn't bowled over by this film. Like uh -huh. I was hoping to be, uh, but I was reflecting on it and I was kind of like, I feel like that's mostly my fault because uh -huh. I feel like I probably should have like turned the lights off. Yeah. Tried to put it on as big a screen as possible. Yes. Cause I, cause there's like, there's moments where I'm watching the film where I was just like, I don't know what the fuck's happening right now. Yeah, because it's 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 a very dark film, and not I don't mean in terms of content. I mean just, but it, it is, is literally also that. a dark film. Um, and when I rewatched it this week, I you know we have our TV like mounted up on the wall, and we have like surround sound, and so I turn <laughs> off I turn off all every light I could. I you know close the curtains. I got it dark in there. I you know, crank the sound up as loud as I could. And I just sat there and watched it. And it was, it was the best time watching it since I had seen it in theaters. And I didn't watch it like surround sound because we used to live in an apartment. So it was like, sure. It was hard to do, you know, make it super loud and, you know, make you kind of feel it, you know? So watching it on again, you know, it, it definitely feels of its time. Mm -hmm. Um, there's stuff about it that feels very mid two thousands. Um, but I'm also, you know, I still definitely felt like the claustrophobia of it and feeling, you know, the tension of being in a very cramped space, which was yeah. the thing that scared me the most about it rather than like the creatures. I mean, I like the creatures, but you know, the thing that scared me the most was like, what would I do in that scenario? Yeah. I mean, it's very like, uh, I felt like I was almost like watching this movie in like a not like I, I wasn't giving myself over to it because uh -huh. there was moments where I would allow myself to really get sucked in. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, Jake, like I was like talking to myself almost uh -huh. uh, just allow yourself to feel the claustrophobia, yeah. allow yourself to feel the tension of being trapped in these caves or whatever. But there was like a part of me that like knew these were sets. Oh yeah. And I, and I was having trouble like getting that separation. Like normally I'm, I'm pretty good about getting sucked into something, but yeah. for some reason, this movie, like, I don't, but maybe it's it was like a defense mechanism mm -hmm. where I was like, I, I definitely have like some claustrophobia and like, yeah, the because th there was moments where I was like, 
really think about if you were in this situation mm-hmm. and I would I would start to kind of go oh shit that would really yeah. I would feel like oh man I'm kind of nervous now and like thinking about being legitimately it's basically like not by, by the way guys we're gonna spoil the shit out of the set I'm gonna talk yeah. about like literally the entire plot everyone dies including the multiple endings <laughs> and all that stuff uh so you've been warned your first and only warning uh <laughs> like when the when the tunnel collapses and they're like yes. truly stuck yeah that was one of the big moments for me where I was like oh man well, that, I was like, I do not feel good right no, now. No, like, <laughs> The first time I saw it, I I felt like I was going to have a panic attack. Because, you know, the the scene where she's, that was, for me, the most terrifying part of it. First yeah. time seeing it, at least, was, you know, she gets stuck, um, the main character gets stuck in this, you know, tight passage here. And it I was literally, like, feeling myself going, you know, like, oh, my God. Yeah. I, I was having trouble breathing when she was having trouble breathing. When she was stuck, was, I was like, I was like, there's, like, this... I was like, I think there's just something a little bit off for me. Yeah. Like, and and I, part of the reason I wanted to watch this movie is because I like Neil, Neil Marshall uh-huh. and I like some of his other films that I've seen. And, and he's also directed some great episodes of TV. Yeah. Uh, but there's, there's aspects of the filmmaking in this movie that I actually think are doing a, just a slight disservice uh-huh. to the film. Well, and some that, of the, that, um, like some of the CGI, I know, like when I watched it, you know, recently, I'm like, man, that hasn't held up. Um, for me, when she certain, was stuck, it was yeah. like, from the ang- the way they were shooting it, yeah, and also just because of like the circumstances of like uh, we've literally watched the other four women easily go through this tunnel, yeah. not not easily, but like yeah, and then she's just stuck, and there wasn't like a just a shot of like what she's caught on yeah. or why she's stuck. You just start looking at her face, and she yeah. just keeps going, "I'm stuck," but I didn't really I, think that, I didn't really feel like yeah. she was stuck and i was having trouble like giving myself over to i think that it, moment. i think that was actually for me that was good because you know again you did see them go through easily and yeah like okay she'll make it through and then it's like she moved one way wrong or something yeah yeah she just got caught up in the moment and it's just on her face and you're just seeing like the terror of her she's just like okay, I'm stuck. And then I'm like, oh, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That to me was much more effective than if you'd seen her like caught on a rock or something. I think one of the biggest things with this film is like, uh, I heard a story of this horrifying, like spelunking story of like this guy went down the wrong tunnel. I was just thinking got stuck upside down and like he died. Uh, and so like, that was one of the big things that I kept like grasp, like whenever they are going through like a really tight tunnel, that Uh shit is like horrifying. And, and as someone that's a bigger guy, trying to imagine squeezing through spaces is yeah, like doubly I, horrifying. It creeps me out. So. <laughs> but yeah, so um I don't know, like just as a baseline, I was like I'm like going through the letterboxd reviews and it's all like five stars, mm. four and a half stars. And we'll get into the bits and bobs uh-huh. uh, as we go along. But I'm excited to discuss this film with you because i know you really like it yeah and this film left me a little bit cold mm-hmm. but i'm hoping because i've watched a couple videos on it since like just people sort of discussing yeah. the at and it's definitely growing on me the more i think about it which is a mm-hmm. great sign yeah and sometimes i get the opposite where the more i think about it the more i'm like that was dumb yeah uh and for me the biggest thing is like my more than genre more than actors and directors the thing that i generally look for in films is like the story and the mm. characters. Yeah. And I love stuff that's subtle. Uh-huh. And, but there's like, I'm trying to, I've been trying to figure out how I feel about this film mm-hmm. because I'm like, is this film just too subtle? I see people discuss like, oh, these, these uh, characters are so well rounded and, and thought out. And I'm like, are they? Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say like they're so complex, but you know, I mean, 
the film takes its cues from, you know, stuff like alien and stuff like that, where, you know, the characters are developed, but it's really about the whole and then about the experience that they're going. Through. Yeah. I was less like, about like, you know, the characterizations, I think I've been wrestling with, cause it's not like I wanted them to take multiple yeah. moments in the movie to sit down and like hash out their feelings or right. have like yeah. long dis- jaws I mean, level I, discussions right, or anything. Yeah, but yeah. I also was just like, I also feel like a lot of the reviews I'm sensing just a slight bit of projection, uh-huh. which is it's kind of possible. a good thing that you can project yourself into the film so yeah. easily. And it's also like, I love like as someone that writes almost exclusively like female driven movies, uh-huh. one of the big selling points for me is like this all female cast. I was yeah. like, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And you rarely ever see something like that. And yeah. they're all competent and like good uh-huh. and, and you will never see that. Yeah. So that aspect of the film, I adore. Right. And again, the more I've like thought about it, like the, each actor brings enough to the table yeah. uh, other than I think, I feel like, uh, I feel bad, but I, I think it's Rebecca, the character playing Rebecca. That's uh-huh. the one I'm kind of like, she's not got a lot going on. Mm. Uh, it's, it's like, <laughs> well, we'll get into the details or whatever, but like the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yeah, this character does have like this going on and this going on. I mean, they uh, have, for, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I mentioned alien, but also like the thing was, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that was, that was an all male cast and that was all in a very, you know, kind of almost claustrophobic setting. So I'm sure. There was some influence of that, but if you watch, you know, that film, you know, those characters are, there's enough to separate them, but again, it is kind of more about the collective experience that they're going through. Yeah. And I felt like enough with the characters in the film that, you know, it felt like they all knew each other and it felt like there was mm-hmm. the camaraderie there. I, that, I, I, that, that felt very like lived in and felt very genuine. I think weirdly going back to, uh, the death proof thing that yeah. we were talking about i was like i could have probably gone for like another 20 minutes of them hanging out in the cabin oh yeah yeah that would like been yeah. for me i was laughing because i was re- i've been reading up on the film uh-huh. and neil marshall was like he had like this quote where he was like well i wanted to like give them all different accents to really help differentiate the characters <laughs> and i was like that is a very european sensibility yeah. because <laughs> i'm like the fact that one of them is like kind of scottish and one of them's like english i was like i can barely tell the difference between like these characters and I was like, five of them are just like kind of dirty blonde white right. women. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you could have just like been a little more diverse. Like yeah. it's, it's like hard it, in a movie that's this dark and claustrophobic uh-huh. and like you're, it, the characters aren't going to spend a lot of time like wearing different things. I'm like the only characters that were like easy to tell apart were Juno yeah. and uh, Molly. Is it, is it Molly? The, the new girl? Yeah, uh, yeah, the kind of like she, she's punk, got like short kinda. dark hair and yeah, like a punk yeah. look. Yeah, and Juno's obviously got a very distinctive look. Uh-huh. And the other four like white women just kind of all start to blend together yeah. to the point where I wasn't hundred percent sure who was even alive for a moment. Uh, like, well, probably because I've seen the film enough that I'm I'm able to kind of differentiate. Yeah, if I if I watched it again, I I yeah. would be like, okay, so Sarah's the one that's off alone because yeah. I couldn't tell if Sarah was with the group or if Uh she was alone for a while yeah like a very long time until Uh i was like okay that's sarah yeah that's becca and Uh sam Mm -hmm. and then beth was okay and i was like i spent like half the movie trying to be like who's even still fucking alive i can't tell which is like again another thing where nostalgia i think comes into play a little Uh bit because like i read these reviews and i feel like if you've watched this movie a couple of times and the more you like sink into the characters mm-hmm. is now that I know everything that goes on and happens in the movie. Yeah. If I watch this movie again, all the stuff at the beginning would hit a little harder. Uh-huh. So I was picking up on the clues. Like I, yeah. I got that Juno 
was fucking oh yeah Sarah's that, that's right off the that's, that's super yeah. obvious and blah blah yeah. blah and that all stuff and like even just the subtle things of her not being the one to like hold her in the hospital that actually has like very big uh implications that yeah. i wasn't really picking up on on a first watch mm-hmm. and just little things like that that i think those subtext and the subtlety is actually there yeah and i feel like if i watch the cabin scene again as fast as it is yeah there is a lot of stuff going on that's trying to set up the dynamics yeah but there is just i was yeah. trying so hard to get my bearing that i was missing certain yeah. things so mm-hmm. like i said the more i've thought about it, the more the movies like sat well with me but yeah we should probably like let's just talk about the specifics of the movie right okay. um it opens with like this white water rafting scene. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we'll, we, it's our main sort of have like a main three. Here. Yeah, Sarah is our main main character. Yeah, uh, she's like Scottish, I think. Uh, um, maybe I believe so. Yeah, uh, she yeah. seems like something not quite English. Yeah. What's um, funny? Um, because yeah, I believe she's Scottish, and then um, the one American, uh, Juno. Yeah, she's actually played by an Australian actress, <laughs> which I was kind of amused by. Um, yeah, she does, a, she does a great job doing an American accent. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, she did a great American accent. Yeah, I didn't even know until years later that she was an American. Australians are really good at doing American accents for some reason. Well, yeah, Eng- English and <laughs> Australian actors. I don't. Yeah, I'd, like for instance, like Tony Collette, like I had no idea until recently, like she was Australian or like, uh, what's his face from uh, the walking dead. When I finally saw oh, an uh, interview Andrew with Lincoln. him, I was like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, just, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know why. Cause like, if you think about like Americans doing British accents or Australian or Hugh accents, Jackman. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, wait a second. Like, in, like, I don't know why we can do it, you know, the way that they do it. Anyway, this is, a yeah, I've thing. heard, well, I've heard like uh, the thing is like, there's so many, but the thing is, like some British actors, when they do like American, yeah, it's they, they, they don't they don't do yeah. the because uh, the thing is like just like in Europe, there's different dialects. Yes, exactly. In America, there's different dialects too. Yes. But some of them do this very bog standard. Like I notice people single out Benedict Cumberbatch a lot. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I am American man, but you have like he has like yeah. nothing going on. Mm-hmm. It's like the most straight down the middle bland. There's no yeah, like people from the Midwest talk different than people yeah. from California and. Kentucky. I, I was just in West Virginia and every once in a while I bump into someone with like a really strong Southern accent. Oh yeah. And I just been like, whoa, what the fuck? Like yeah. we really are in like the hills right yes, now. Yeah. Uh but well it's weird too for me, like, you know, and again getting off on a slight tangent here, but <laughs> you're you know, fine. like I, I never think of myself as having like an accent. Like, yes, I'm from Indiana, so I've probably got a little bit of something, but I never think about it. And then I talk to people who are from like, you know, well, people from, you know, obviously Europe, they obviously are like, Oh yeah, you totally have an accent, but also like people from like the West coast or the East coast. Yeah. Like, yeah, you definitely sound like you're from the Midwest. And I'm like, I don't hear it. I don't, I don't, you know, but I'm sure they don't hear it. Oh, eh. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Eh. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I felt bad. Cause like none of these actresses I recognize terribly. Mm-hmm. And when I, I went through every single one of their IMDBs just to see, what I've noticed there? the descent is like, all of their first listed movie yeah so the point my point being like they're all basically the most well known for this movie uh-huh. so a lot of them have done a lot of tv work the only yeah, one yeah. i think it was uh i can't remember which one but one of them all of them are still working to this day except for one of them uh-huh. i think Mayanna burning who played sam is like the only one who like she did like the sequel to the descent and then yeah. just stopped working after that. Uh-huh. Uh, but the rest of them have been, have very long prosperous oh, yeah, careers, yeah. but just to say, give them the respect they deserve. Uh, Shauna McDonald is playing Sarah. Uh-huh. Natalie Mendoza is playing Juno. Alex Reed is playing Beth. 
uh, Mayanna Burning, when Mayanna is such a weird name, mm-hmm. Mayanna Burning is playing Sam, uh, Saskia Mulder is playing Rebecca, and mm-hmm. Nora Jane Noon is playing Holly. Yeah. Uh, and if, if you guys have seen the movie, uh, then you'll know them. If you haven't, then that just sounds like a lot of random names <laughs> that I just said. But just like, I want to give them the credit they deserve because they all are doing a great job yeah. in the film. Uh, going back to like, you're talking about typical mid 2000s horror and shit. Uh-huh. That that that's a genre that's really rife with bad acting, yes. and so <laughs> when you have like s- six characters and they're all bringing something to the table, oh, yeah. uh, like, I, I think it's worth mentioning. But I did, I really do get a big laugh of like, oh, they have mildly different accents. So that's right. how you can tell them apart. I was like, the fuck, I the fuck. <laughs> well, and the first time I first time I saw it, you know, the the two characters who I believe they're supposed to be Swedish or something like mm-hmm. that. First time I saw it, I'm like, why? I thought they were all supposed to be like English, and why do why do these two like sound so different? Yeah, I you know, there's never a moment like, oh yeah, this these two are Swedish, you know? Yeah, because like the you're just Sam and Rebecca are like sisters, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think they're the Swedish characters. Yeah, but the one <laughs> like the one has a very you know pretty, I don't want to say thick Swedish accent, but right, you know, it's definitely there. Well, the one, of the, one, one of the one of the actors is named Saskia, so yeah, I'm assuming so she's go. got a pretty <laughs> like. <laughs> but, the, but her sister, you know, it, it's very like subtle. It's almost almost not even there. So yeah, I was like, like, wait, did, they're sisters. She, uh, yeah, because I feel like in the script though, this is talking about like the European sensibilities of uh-huh. this thing. I feel like in the script that character she went to college, I think, to be like a professor or whatever. Okay. So I'm like. Is it because she spent time in London or some be. shit, and that's why her accent's a little different? Yeah, it's like and I was like, someone, that's too yeah. subtle. Well, it's like when someone you know goes to goes to England for a year, and then they come back, and they're they're you know, oh, I, yeah, they're trying to get they, some fish and chips down at the pub. Yeah, exactly. It's like that's not how you talk. It's not, that's not who you are. It is like I found myself in West Virginia starting to get a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, we'll go over there, and uh, yes, we'll do that. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Well, I went, I went, yeah, I went to West Virginia for a week for like a, a church trip years ago, and I did find myself like once I got back, I was like, just little things, and my mom was like, why are you talking like that? And I'm like, oh, it's it's just leftover from yeah. Like I feel like I said y'all way more than I yeah. normally do. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just gonna be like happened. y'all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. So our, sort of our main, our main two characters are Sarah and Juno. Yes. Um, we see them whitewater rafting. It's a fun little sequence. Yeah. Uh, we see Sarah's husband and kid are kind of hanging out watching him or whatever. Yeah. Um, the husband and Juno have like a weird interaction and you're just immediately like, okay, they're fucking. Yeah, they're totally and, Like Sarah like kind of clocks it, but not really. Yeah. Uh, and then they're driving away and the husband's kind of like being weird and broody. Yeah. And she's like, what's going on? And he's kind of like, uh. I don't know. It basically, you feel like, like in retrospect, he was maybe going to be like, "Hey, this isn't like working." But they get yeah. in a car crash and then they get a fucking final destination. Which, yeah, <laughs> which when I saw that in theaters, the gasp from the crowd was it was great. It was, I mean, it sounds horrible when I say that. Well, no, it was just the reaction to it, like the visceral, like, "Oh my god!" You know, like because you you're not expecting that, like you know, five minutes into the film. Yeah, it, it's you know? it's very sudden. Uh, and, and it even does a good job of like, you see the two pipes sticking yeah. out of the car yeah. and, and you can kind of see where they're placed and you can kind of think about where the other characters were. Yeah. So you're kind of like, I think the dad and daughter just got fucking reamed by these brass rods. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, and I, I'm glad that you mentioned the crowd experience. Cause I, 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 I actually like, I used to love going to films. Like I used to love waiting like two, three weeks after something's been out uh-huh. and like sneaking in at like noon yeah. and watching something alone. 
And that works really well for some films, uh-huh. but there's other films that are very fun to see with a crowd. Yeah. I was kind of sad because when I went and saw Nope, uh-huh. uh, I wanted, I purposely went as quickly as I could because I wanted to experience it with a crowd, yeah. but it was pretty sparse crowd and nobody was really reacting Uh i feel like i would have had a much better time if i had been in like a packed theater yeah there's just certain movies that are funner and i can i could definitely feel like like if you were in a packed theater to watching the descent Uh the darkness the surround sound and the claustrophobia and you can just hear like people whispering like what the fuck yeah oh my god i can't oh god i can't handle i can't like like the the tension yeah like I, I'm not very, I'm not like a very spiritual person, uh-huh. but I, I do notice sometimes like energy. Oh, it's hit. absolutely like a spiritual experience when you're in a big crowd and you're seeing a movie where you, everyone's you, reacting to it. I'm sure it's all pure like biology, oh, but, it is. but you can yeah, like but... feel when a room is tense. Yeah. Like it's like a herd mentality. Yeah. Uh, and so like, that's fun sometimes. Oh, yeah. uh, so. I remember, um, couple years before i saw the descent when the dawn of the dead remake came out and that was a packed house opening weekend (laughs) everyone was just going and you know whether you think it's a good film or not it it was definitely a crowd pleaser Mm -hmm. you're you're in a theater with a crowd that's very into the film you're very into it you know it it just does something it just something takes over and you're just along for the ride with all these people and you're it is a very like communal spiritual yeah. experience. And obviously like with the descent, it wasn't because I guess, you know, not a lot of people knew about the film yet, or, you know, I was even surprised it was playing in the middle of nowhere here. Yeah. Um, so I was very excited to see it, but you know, it was, it was about probably, I mean, I'm trying to remember 15 or so years now, but it was in a big crowd, but it was a lively crowd who was into yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that still made it fun to watch. And it's funny. I feel like I saw, uh, did you go see the lighthouse at the cinema center? Yes. Cause I think I remember seeing you there uh-huh. and that was one of my worst theater experiences yes. because I don't know what it is about the cinema center, but I feel like everyone that goes to the cinema center feels like it's, Oh, we're in an are art. We, are we calling out the cinema? Center well, we're, we're in an art house. So we must be very respectful to uh-huh. the art or whatever. But yes. to me, the lighthouse, like, like there was moments where I would go, I would like laugh uh-huh. and I would notice nobody else was making any noise. Yeah. It was just dead fucking silent. Yeah. And I was like, oh, uh, and then I felt like I couldn't like get into the movie because I, I was like, yeah. I'm watching the movie and I'm like, I feel like I'm watching a dark comedy right yes. now, but nobody's laughing. And that was, well, like when I, when I saw it, um, well, they had some sound issues when I saw it. So there was that. And then it was a case, I think of, you know, people not knowing how to react and, you know, yeah. Like, something like the descent it was kind of the same way with some of the, like the laughter at the beginning you know with them joking around it's like is it okay for me to laugh at this especially after seeing you know a, a man and his daughter get killed you know yeah. it's like so yeah sometimes with an audience you know and i've been in several audiences where they just did not get the film or didn't you know they just weren't into it at all and i was into it i mean you brought up at the beginning like sorry to bother you yeah. When my boyfriend and I went to go see that film, he was cackling like mad. Yeah, yeah. Through the whole thing. And, you know, it wasn't a big crowd, but like everyone <laughs> else was like staring at him, like, you know, what's going on? And, you know, so sometimes that film is so funny, though. Yeah, it is. It, it was, it was, you know, he and I were both laughing, but he was like, he was just in hysterics the whole time. He was, it was, great. um, 
but yeah, sometimes you just get an audience that's just not into it and yeah. you just kind of have to sit there and <laughs> try to like block them out if you're into it and just be like, okay, well I'm in this alone, but you know, here we go. So yeah, I've, I've, I did to give the lighthouse another, like I liked it, but yeah. I just was like, like when he starts smashing that seagull, I'm just like, this is funny. Oh like, yeah. Why, why aren't people well, laughing? <laughs> I watched it on, cause I, you know, I saw it and, uh, bought the Blu-ray right before like the pandemic happened. And, um, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to give this another shot. And then the pandemic happened. I'm like, you know, I don't really <laughs> think this is a movie I want to, I don't really watch <laughs> two guys having like cabin fever and doing all that. So it took me, you know, that's till, really funny. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it took me till like earlier this year and, you know, I probably would have been the same way about the descent. Like, I don't, you know, the claustrophobia might be a little much, right mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, revisiting it, I was like, oh no, this is like, this is a total dark comedy and it's yeah. hilarious but it's like at one point the guy says he would fuck a steak i'm like this is a funny movie uh but yeah anyway we're getting um, off topic so so like sarah wakes up in the hospital we get sort of uh the the movie doesn't play too much i like that he plays a little bit with the dream logic early on because it kind of sets the table for Mm, for what comes later like a reoccurring theme throughout the movie that there is going to be a little bit of dream logic Mm -hmm. a little bit of like i read somewhere that like oh there's like fan theories that the monsters weren't real and Sarah killed everybody, which is like, to me, like that's not how I interpret the movie, but I do as someone that loves metaphor and like Uh subtext, I do sometimes allow myself to only read the surface text of the film, which is a bad habit of mine because like, I do feel like there is a lot of subtext to this film of like Mm. dealing like the monsters of course are metaphorical, but in the context of the movie, it's that weird separation, right? Where yes, the monsters are a metaphor, yeah. but also in the context of the movie, they are real yeah. too. Uh, like yes, she's dealing with hallucinations and and like PTSD and, yeah. and all that stuff. But I mean, the movie is called The Descent. Yeah, it's, it's a double meaning. There's the descent <laughs> into the cave, and there's this descent into yeah, uh, this and, and there's and very it's very like that. specific choices to do the red lighting and the hell. Like, yes, like I haven't seen it, but I found myself thinking a little bit like about. It's a weird thing to think about because I haven't seen the fucking movie, but I was thinking about Event Horizon. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, with this movie, with like the very literal like descent into yes. hell or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we, she wakes up in the hospital. Beth is there to like, she's, it's a very weird scene too because there's a lot of people just kind of walking around and like, yeah. walk, like this woman's having a full on breakdown in the yeah, hall. And there's just like yeah. people kind of like, eh. well, I mean, <laughs> you know, and I mean, I've been in like hospitals a lot, but like sometimes that does happen. Sometimes, you know, something's it was funny. It adds, on. it adds yeah. to the flavor. It felt so yeah. cold. Yeah. It did. Uh, and I was just like, damn. And then you see Juno and she kind of can't even handle it and she walks yeah. away because it's too much. Cause you know, and like you went, you know, going back to like the opening scene where, you know, he says like i'm fine but it feels like oh yeah he might be like ready to like tell her well it's like she's talking yeah. about like she's talking to her kid about like her upcoming birthday party yeah. and she, they're making plans and you can see it on his face like this guy's in the movie for two and a half minutes but yeah. he you can tell he's kind of like fuck this yeah i hate my yeah. life like I'm just uh, not into this anymore. <laughs> and so you you get the you just feel it like it's yeah. a really this movie's really good with the vibes or whatever yeah. uh but we smash cut to a year later yeah they're in i guess 
in the context of the movie, they're in the uh, Appalachian Mountains. They're not far from where you, yeah. where you were. I was, I was like, I was like, oh, I actually yeah. recognize this. Because like one thing I never got over in West Virginia was like the ridges and the trees. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just so gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, and so like you literally can't, like we have so many drone shots yeah. that we did making the movie uh-huh. of just like just fly it over those trees. Oh, yeah. And, and just you can't miss. It looks so good no matter what you do. Yeah. And this movie they spend most of it in the cave, but they're like, yeah. well, while we're here, let's get these tree shots. Yeah. Like- <laughs> you get these kind of, you know, like, um, somewhat like shining esque, you know, helicopter shots yeah. over the trees as the, you know, like the SUVs are driving through and stuff. And so that way it gives you kind of a sense of like a, you know, how far out there they are and B to kind of, you know, contrast between, you know, them being in the cave for most of the film yeah, and big time know, before that. So, uh, and so we, we, we've got the sense that they were like extreme sports enthusiasts yeah, or whatever, yeah. but the gist of it is basically Juno has planned this cape spelunking thing. It's sort of like, uh, let's get Sarah back on her feet. Let's yeah. get the girls together and have an adventure. Yeah. It's been a year, like, you know, and like, and they're doing a good, like, it's funny. Cause like, <laughs> there's a moment when they're in the cabin where someone mentions like wanting to have kids yeah. and it just like holds on Sarah's face and she, yeah, she gets like, like really bummed out for a second like a drop when it happens. It's and like, and oh, you're man. just like, you're just like, yeah. Oh man, Sarah, like I get it. Cause like if something that devastating happened to you, yeah. obviously you, you're not just going to get over it yeah. here or whatever, but it was funny. Just like everyone's trying to have fun, but like yeah. they're, they, they're walking on eggshells around yeah. her and, and she keeps trying to be like, Hey, you know, we can have fun or whatever. Yeah. But then someone's like, I want to have kids. And she's just like frowny right. face. Yeah. Like, like mid Samar face at the end. It's, like, <laughs> well, it's, it's just interesting too. Cause you know, like the fact that Juno is the one trying to get everyone together. It's like, it almost feels like she feels so much guilt. Oh, she's 100%. Like, she's trying to like, move you know everyone past it. it's like no we can you know let's, yeah let's, i know it sucked that you know everyone died and you know yes i you know was you know your husband was cheating on you with me but <laughs> you know just just forget about that let's have fun let's go well yeah it's funny because like if the movie from juno's perspective is very interesting yeah because like obviously she, feel, she feels incredibly guilty about this thing yeah and the fact that he got killed adds this super weird layer to the thing where because mm-hmm. quite frankly an, another month going juno and sarah aren't friends anymore because no. it, it comes out yeah like he leaves her for juno they're yeah. not going to be friends anymore no, no. but now they still are friends just uh-huh. because this guy got killed and it's yeah. super weird for her yeah uh and and it, it's like it, juno is the character i definitely feel the worst for in uh-huh. the film uh because i'm like i just like she she want she thought this was like a good move she's like yeah. we'll do this like cave tour and it'll be this magical experience and yeah. we'll discover something and we'll have our names on it immortalized and yeah. it'll like somehow it'll move us past this weird it'll hump. somehow fix it or yeah and then later in the movie like when, like like one of the for me one of the weirdest parts of the movie is like this through line of like oh she killed beth and then like left her for dead and yeah. then it's but it's like in bets like she's evil she's bad i was uh-huh. like she okay first off like there's a lot going on there because it's like it, we'll get to it but mm-hmm. i was just like come on yeah uh, you guys are a little hard on juno uh but well i think like the, <laughs> you know like a lot of you know you can tell like some of them have that issue with her that she's very like you know thinking about herself i mean that's yeah she, like when they get into the cave finally and you know it the there's a cave in and they're stuck you know, everyone is blaming her because it's like, you know, 
no one has been in this cave before. Uh, and don't, and don't get me wrong. Like yeah. the, the situation is her fault. Yeah. Like it's yeah. E- even if she was wanting to explore a new cave, mm-hmm. the fact that she went so far as to like, not let them have like, yeah. it, tell people that they were going in the cave in yeah. case something went wrong. Like, her fault. Yeah. hundred percent her fault. She fucked up yeah. bad. Uh, but in terms of like the emotional stakes of the yeah. movie, I do feel sorry for her. Whereas like, sometimes it feels like the movie wants you like at the end of the movie, spoilers again for the yeah. movie. Like when Sarah, like, chops her leg and like leaves her for dead i'm like yeah. that's extreme Sarah. yeah but that's also like the point yeah um so it makes sense you know i mean and there's definitely like uh moments where it's clear like she's been the one even before all this had happened who'd been kind of like pushing them forward to do this yeah like, she's obviously the aggressive like yeah. almost would-be leader of the group she's the one that organized the yeah. trip she uh you get this they talk a little bit about like uh sometimes we take turns organizing but it's like very and, and the more I thought about it, the more I was like, there is some really interesting dynamics here because yeah. you do like everyone has those bigger friend groups. Like you have your own individual relationships with people, yeah. but there's always like a group dynamic. Yeah. And within a group, there always is like, there's this person and there's this person. Yeah, there's, and, they're always and, the kind of the person you there's, you know, they are kind of almost the leader of the group, even if you're like, well, there's no one who really leads. The group. And it's like, they, they grate yeah, your nerves, it, but it's yeah. like, if you were hanging out with, you know, one-on-one, you probably would like have some beers and have a great time. Yeah, yeah. But then when you're in a group setting and yeah. she needs to like try to be a pack leader, right. some of her more annoying characteristics come out and you yeah. see all the people rolling eyes at her and yeah. she's the one that's going for a run in the morning and waking everybody yeah. up and shit. But yep. yeah, we get this good cabin scene. That's like, desperately like and, and again i feel like if i watched it again i would be more favorable towards uh-huh. it but they're trying their best to just set up everybody yeah really quickly yeah. it's almost like the movie's afraid to like let it go too long without getting into the action right even though neil marshall's talked a lot about how much of a slow burn he likes that the film is and yeah. it is a slow burn yeah but i'm like you, you could have gotten away with a little bit more of mm. like the character building yeah instead it's like we get smashed in the face with like because we didn't really meet three characters at the beginning that much yeah, either yeah so we're having to get everybody's deal mm-hmm. really quickly yeah uh but i mean in retrospect you kind of get it like beth seems to be like maybe the slightly older person in the group and she's a little more like sar- sardonic and reluctant yeah. but she's kind of like well this is what we do whatever yeah. and, and she enjoys it obviously and then you get sam and rebecca their sisters yeah sam seems to be a doctor or a biologist of mm-hmm. some sort yeah uh, and then you have holly who is like supposedly juno's like protege or yeah something. yeah yeah and she's got a lot of like i love base jumping and i'm fucking crazy and i'm like a punk or whatever yeah. and she's like smoking because of course she is and like, right right uh, and, and you get little character moments there's probably some of my favorite stuff in the movie the glasses and the lighter and they're, they're hanging out outside yeah, the cabin yeah, and yeah. Uh, all that stuff. Sarah's obviously still dealing with a lot of us here popping pills and having dreams about bars going through her face. Right. Which again, that, <laughs> that was another moment. I mean, obviously like you'd already seen that in the beginning. And so the audience was kind of, you know, primed for something like that. But yeah, when it did happen there, I remember like, yeah, someone, that was a pretty good jump. Scare. Someone shrieked. I remember <laughs> and when I first saw it and yeah, that was, that was pretty good. I was kind of curious. I noticed, um, speaking of like scores yeah. and stuff, I, I, I felt like the score was really noticeable right yes. off the bat. And I was like, not sure how I felt about it. I'm kind of curious as to Europe. Well, I, yeah. And I, I really love the score. I mean, it's, it definitely is to me. It felt just a little over dramatic. It, it, especially early like when they're in yeah. the cave and shit's going on then yeah go ham but yeah. there's moments where it's just like they're driving and they're just driving up yeah. to a cabin and it's just like dun, 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 
yeah. I'm just like, all right, calm. Well, I just, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I really, I really like the music in the film. I especially like it's good music. The, the last big piece that plays when she's spoiler alert, getting out of the cave. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, not really getting out of the cave for the, for the um, really dramatic <laughs> stuff. I think it super yes. works, but it's just at the beginning, just a Can smidge. Be, yeah. Much. I think if they kind of maybe led into it more and kind of built it up. I mean, you know, again, the film's called the descent, but maybe if it was more <laughs> innocent. Yeah. Um, it just says a yeah. lot that I was noticing it. Right. It's like, I never noticed stuff like yeah. that. And I was like, this is a lot. Yeah. But then as, as the movie goes on, it blends in well, yes. yeah. uh, just for like them driving up a lane. Though, I was yeah. like, all right, calm down. It's a little much, <laughs> <laughs> but they yeah. go into the cave. Uh, we see like a moose that's dead. It's like foreshadowing. Yeah. We'll probably later figure out it was probably the creatures that, right, yeah. that did this or whatever. We get some banter. They jump into the cave and, yeah. and it looks really pretty. The sets yeah. are amazeballs. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, obviously the lighting is doing the sets a lot of favors Yeah, because yeah. the, they've chosen this movie to have as minimal of lighting as possible. Right. Yeah. Like I'm sure they're augmenting it a little bit. Oh yeah. But yeah. for the There's most scenes where it's like, yeah, it would not be that. Light. There's a lot of like times where the water is backlit and it yeah. shouldn't be backlit. Right. Cause I'm like the, her, the only light in this scene is on her helmet pointing yes. forward. Yeah. Why is the water behind her backlit? I mean, stuff uh, like that. Sometimes <laughs> you just have to be like, it's a movie. If they shot it, how it would really be. Most of the time, you know, and again, it's, it's almost just because the choices, the filmmaking yeah. choices they're making is stuff I wouldn't even normally notice. Yeah. But it's like, they're making a choice to try to like tell you that the only light is coming from these sources. Yeah. So when there's light, that's obviously not coming from that. Source, yeah. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. It doesn't take me out of the movie or yeah. anything. Cause it's like, you want it to be backlit. Cause then you wouldn't be able to see shit. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, the lighting is very interesting and it's, it's shocking how well it works. Yeah. Uh, and, and just the filmmaking, like to me, it was interesting because I think this is a really well-made film. Uh-huh. Honestly, my only issues from a filmmaking perspective are just how uh, fast it's cutting a lot. Yeah, which again, it, it goes back to kind of that mid two thousands style where it. It was it, hard for me to get like scared during the fights because yeah. they were just like cut, just, cut, 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 yeah, cut. It like, was fast. Do, 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 do. I'm like, yeah. I, and also it's so dark, I can barely tell what's yeah. going on. That was like, yeah. Rewatching it, I was like, well, I, I. I would rather them not do that, but again, it would, it just would like that was the style of the time, you know? Yeah. It just would be more tense if yeah. they were holding on shots longer. Yeah. If, if she got jumped by a monster and they're struggling and she's trying to grab a thing yeah. and you were just watching it all happen, yes. it would feel more tense. But instead it's like cut, monster cut, face, cut, her cut, face, cut, yeah. close up of the ax, yeah. hand grabbing, yeah. blah, and she rolls and I was it's just definitely like, more, <laughs> it's definitely more action kind of editing. Than yeah. Like, horror suspense kind of well like one of the best scenes is uh so they and we talked about it like uh they're going through a tunnel sarah gets stuck and we already kind of talked about that yeah yeah, yeah, so the the but the tunnel collapses yes and then it comes out that they're not in the cave they thought they were in right they're completely fucked which is like one of the scariest moments of the movie even including the monsters it's just the realization that they could truly be trapped and they're just fucked yeah uh which is very a very scary existential thought that that yeah i mean again like you know the creatures were scary but the truly unsettling idea of the film is that you would be trapped in this situation and what would happen to you as if you were in that yeah like i don't know how like as someone that like takes anxiety medication and stuff i'm like i would just probably lose my mind like completely i I (laughs) get me out of here i'd be I'd be clawing the walls, trying yeah. to get out, 
Uh, so. It's it's really a testament to they managed to not completely lose their minds. They yeah. do all get mad at Juno, and again, understandably so. Well, I think uh, that I think at that point they probably are just like, look, we can either like lay here and die, pretty or much, or we can say, you know, I mean, because obviously. I think if it was you and me, we would probably just like lay down and die. Yeah, uh, I would just take one of those yeah. axes and just try to like Minecraft my yeah, way back yeah. to the surface. Uh, but but with them, because they have that experience of being, you know, they're, they're cave divers, they're extremists. They're like, okay, well, there's got to be a way out. There's, yeah. you know, there, there's that drive to be like, okay, well, and, yes, this sucks, but I think we can get out. And we get, for me, like one of the best sequences of the film where they come across this chasm. Yeah. Uh, and they're all just like, well, we have to cross. Yeah. We already get like... Uh, really fun tropes in like survival type movies or just uh, like how much equipment matters. Yes. And so like, okay, we need like six ropes and it's, it's like, well, I lost my rope bag yeah, in the class. So we only like, have oh, these, we've only got these yeah. and we've only got these flashlights yeah. and we're just like, Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, That's always my, like one of my, well, I don't want to say favorite part of horror films, but when it's like, Oh, here's this thing we really needed. It feels like we don't have it now. So how do we make do without it? Yeah. The, yeah. Enti- the other thing I was thinking a lot about when I was watching this film is how much it felt like a video game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like the, there's the, lately there's been a lot of those like interactive, like horror games that have mm-hmm. been coming out. I would love to see someone do a, a game of that. Cause I would, be, uh, I, well, I this felt like that. watching <laughs> like until dawn mm-hmm. or there was a one that came out pretty recently where people literally do get these military people fall into a cave uh-huh. and like there's spoilers for this game uh-huh. that i'm not naming uh but there's like these vampire creatures that okay. live underground yeah and they, it's, i was like it feels like i'm watching that game yeah as a movie and it feels like the descent would be because you have six characters yeah you could control all six and like yeah when you part of the the fun of having a group this big is you know like it's a horror movie there's going to be a body count yeah uh and so like the fun of those interactive games is like people can die mm-hmm. and the game can still keep going. So you yeah. can lose characters. Oh yeah. So I'm like, the descent seems like ripe for like, someone should probably acquire the rights to this and like make it an interactive. Oh like, yeah. Like be, from software. I can't yeah. remember not from soft. They make the dark souls games. Uh, I can't remember the name of the company that has been making all these interactive ones. Uh-huh. So they make like one every year yeah. and it comes out now like man of Medan and all that stuff. Mm. But anyway, I kept thinking that and and it's funny because like these movies it feels like they have an equipment checklist yeah and I actually enjoy checking in on like okay Juno's got that little pickaxe thing yeah. that's really important that's gonna uh, come in handy yeah, it's like there's a lighter someone yeah. has a lighter and this yeah. lighter super important yeah uh, and like it's just this is the only kind of movie where that stuff is really fun and it matters mm-hmm. a lot yeah uh, but this crossing the chasm scene is really good it's really well done why it's uh, Sam that goes across first I do not know uh-huh. Uh, that was, uh, when, even when it was happening, I was like, what? I was like, it feels like Juno should probably be the one yeah. doing this. Maybe because she has more experience kind of, you know, hooking stuff up. Yeah. And, stuff. and you get a moment where she sees like an old hook from yeah. somebody else and you're like, oh shit. And it goes on for so long without them mentioning it that I was yeah. like, is she even going to bring this up? And then it comes out because well, like Juno has to basically cross yeah. and she sees it and then they start talking about it. But and I think maybe <laughs> I now thinking about it, I think maybe the reason that they, they had it, cause she seemed like she was maybe slightly older than everyone. Mm. So maybe she was the most experienced of the group. Even Sam, though I don't know about I thought Sam was kind yeah. of one of the younger ones. I don't know. Maybe she's more spry and that's why that they could be. had her. Cause like Jun- Juno anchors it. So there's a reason why she went last, obviously. Right. right. And, and it is a fun sequence where she's like, 
we got to save all the rope we can. And yeah. she monkey bars her way across. Yeah, yeah. And we get the big rope burns on the, oh, br- brutal, 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 brutal. Uh, <laughs> I watching it again. I was just like, ah, my hand. Yeah. I, I feel it's that. funny. Cause like yeah. if you really did try to like grip to save somebody, it really yeah. would. Cause she has gloves on. Yeah. It just rips right, right. through it. Yeah. You're just like, fuck. Yeah. And everyone, that's the kind of stuff I always talk about in horror movies where if it's like an ouchie yeah. that you understand, uh, it's so more visceral. Yes. Like everyone's had a rope burn before yeah, yeah. or had a rope yanked out of their hand too quickly. Yeah. And so seeing the extreme version of that, you kind of can sense of how that feels. Oh, yeah. I always yeah. say that. And like, that's why I think like tooth stuff is so effective uh-huh. in movies because everyone yeah. knows what that feels like. Yeah. Like getting shot, that's not really going to do anything for you because no. you don't really know yeah. how that feels. But, or like I was, I did Black Swan for the uh, the show recently. Uh-huh. And there's a scene where a strip of her skin yeah, gets ripped and yeah. like everybody knows oh, like how that feels. Yeah. And that's why everyone fucking remembers that yeah. scene because uh, you're just like, you have such a visceral reaction yeah. to it. Uh, but they get going. Holly does a real dumb dumb and just starts. Yeah, she thinks she sees daylight. Yeah. Fucking falls down a hole. Yeah. Classic bones sticking out of the leg. Yeah, that, oh, <laughs> that. You know, I've I've seen my fair share of those kinds of scenes. Yeah, movies, so that one, that one still definitely gets to me a bit. You know, just like they managed to patch her up. Sarah yeah. goes off for a little bit. She sees one of the. I think in the context of the movie, they're called crawlers. Yes, yeah. Uh, but it's super creepy. You literally can't miss with the single spot flashlight in the dark. Always scary. Yeah. I've said it on the show repeatedly, but like I did the purge for the show and I think Uh the purge is like, no, no offense to people that like that movie. Uh I think it's terrible, but there's a jump scare with a flashlight in that movie and it fucking works. Yeah. It always works. So when she sees the golem creature, I was just like, oh shit. Right. uh, (laughs) And like at this point you knew they're crawling around. Oh yeah. You know, they're around because that you've heard the sound. Yeah. You've seen them kind of swoosh by the camera and all that stuff. Uh, so when you get that shower, she's, yeah, she's looking and then it's like, I don't know what it's doing. It's like bathing or yeah. Like drinking water or something. Yeah. And then, you know, she's like looking at it, looking at it. And then it just, it, no, it, I mean, they're technically blind, I guess, but like it senses her. And then just takes off into the dark. You're like, oh man. Yeah. The, the, the crawlers are interesting. Cause as the movie goes on, it tries to establish that they're blind yeah. and they, they seem to hunt by sound. Yeah. I will say one of the things that I don't think holds up with this movie is the uh, logic of the crawlers. Not quite. Yeah. It's, there's moments where it does. If I'm like, I don't understand what their, what their deal is because I feel like there's moments where it doesn't make any sense that they wouldn't know. Right. Like, I guess they must not be able to feel very much because there's a point where one of them stands on Sarah. Yeah. Doesn't notice it standing on her. They don't seem to feel like, oh, there's like a heartbeat here. There's definitely something. Yeah. They would feel a living creature. Like if they could sense vibration and sound. Yeah. Even if you don't, even if you're not making sound, you still breathe. I guess. And you're making noise. There's no way they wouldn't sense it. I guess maybe it would depend on, you know. If they're using their ears, if like your ears are up here and something's way down here, maybe there's a blind spot. Yeah. For it's that, just for me, like the, like if know. you really break down the logic, it's very like at the end of the day, it feels very much like the movie just is going to movie. Yeah. And, and it is what it is. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it was funny because like there's moments where it felt like it's one of those things where I was like, I almost wish it wouldn't even bother trying to explain anything. Yeah. Because I'm like, just let them do their thing. Right. The, when they choose to attack and when they don't, doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. Sometimes you, there's another moment where you see like the inside of their mouth uh-huh. and it looked like I couldn't, I didn't really see much teeth going on yeah, there, yeah. but their main way of killing people seems to be like ripping throats with their yeah. mouth. And I'm like, how are they doing this with no teeth? I don't mm-hmm. understand the logic of this. At well, all. I think like if, 
if I remember correctly, they basically had like two like sharp teeth at the top. Yeah. They're basically like it's almost like a snake kind of just like, you know. Yeah, I'm sure sure better people than me have broken down the physiology <laughs> of, of the of crawlers, but it was just interesting. Like they're very creepy and scary. And like yeah. the the first time because we get to the scene where they're in this like bone cavern and they're like, yeah. what the fuck? There's all mm -hmm. these dead animals. Like that means something's here because yeah. they're very dismissive of Sarah saying she saw one. Yeah, yeah. And we get the good, the pretty good jump scare of like uh, the, cause the, uh, Holly has a the video, cam, video yeah. cam that has yeah. like night vision on it and you yeah. see the fucking creature. Yeah. Which I remember <laughs> when I like, first saw the trailer, I think that's how the trailer ended was that shot. And I'm like, okay, I'm sold. Yeah. I want to see what this, you know, weird. It's, it's very scary down there. Yeah. Uh, so, but they get attacked. Like the crawlers fucking come out. Yeah. Holly, bites it immediately yeah uh which is like one of my other big qualms of this film uh, is like i feel like you kind of know who's maybe gonna well i felt like holly and beth were two of the more distinctive characters because uh -huh. beth is like i really like her and she's yeah. sardonic and and like beth and holly are like the first two people to die <laughs> right. and i'm like we could just get, yeah. let rebecca get killed like yeah. she was the least interesting character uh -huh. if you need cannon fodder right have her go down but instead she just spends the back half of the movie just being like fuck this i'm scared which again well, i've read like yeah interpretations of like how people feel like that's fitting for the film or whatever like i think she's the one that has that line where she's like better her than me yeah. which people really grasp onto. Right. but i just was like holly stands out and beth stands out and to have them both eat it so early, well, I was like, I think like, they why? were also, <laughs> and I, I don't know if this is why they did it, but I, you know, this may be it. Maybe because those two seemed tougher in some ways, too. Yeah. Maybe they felt like, well, if we had the tough characters surviving more, then it wouldn't be as thrilling. So if you get them out of the way first, yeah, then maybe it feels like anything goes kind of thing. Holly dying makes sense to me, especially since she injured herself. Yeah, it's like I mean, she, you knew she, as soon as she that happened, like, well, she's yeah, she's, she's gonna fucked. go. <laughs> they try to drag her body off, and Juno fights them pretty yeah, hard. Yeah. And so, we get this intense sequence where Juno's fighting the she's crawlers. Like, yeah, yeah, one of them takes her body, she kills another one, yeah. and then for some reason, yeah, Beth silently sneaks up behind yeah. her and jump scares her and yeah. Juno's still in fight mode yeah. and puts the ax through Beth's neck, which I, I did gasp like when this happened. Yeah. Well the theater, <laughs> yeah, when I saw it, it was, everyone's like, Oh no. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's horrible. And, and it's horrible. Mm -hmm. And, but it's also like, again, with the logic of the movie, it's like, come on, Beth, like, yeah. really? Yeah, like, why, you, you <laughs> why didn't you just like yell her name or yeah. say anything? Maybe she was worried about, drawing attention to herself yeah I, but I so so beth like gets what looks like a lethal wound yeah goes down and she's like don't leave me yeah and juno's like i'm leaving you and, yeah. and walks away she grabs she also important to the plot of the movie she mm. grabs juno's necklace as she's yeah. going down which uh, the necklace is hilarious to me because like there's a saying that sarah says early in the movie she's like one day at a time or whatever uh, the hell love each day love each day and Juno just straight up has a necklace with the same, which is yeah, like, it's so like, why would you do that? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, uh, you just wear that yeah. openly and even yeah. kiss it and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was a little ridiculous, yeah. but again, whatever Beth seems like she's dead. And I understand like not wanting to like be left to be devoured by these creatures right. or whatever, like classic yeah. zombie movie stuff, like just yeah. kill me or whatever. Yeah. But like, I still kind of understand Juno in this moment. Yeah. She's obviously like shocked uh -huh. like she's in shock and so she just wanders off and it's shitty but it's also like 
probably what I would have done too. Yeah. I could, I maybe mean, I would have tried to like wrap bets neck up. Like yeah. that would have probably been my I priority. Mean, when you're but, in a situation, when you're in a situation like that, where it's like, you're already in a terrible situation and now you have had these creatures come out of, you know, out of the woodwork essentially. And you know, yeah, you're dealing with that on top of, you know, an already terrible situation. It's like, you know, you're not necessarily going to be like logically like, okay, I should, you know, help her wound. Of I course. Do that. You're, you're in pretty much survival mode. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So she flees. Yeah. The, the group's been separated, but at some point Juno makes her way back to Sam and, and Rebecca yep. who are just kind of fleeing randomly. Yeah. Uh, there's like a lot of stuff that happens, but it's just a lot of like fleeing and fighting. Yes. Yep. Um, so I'm just going to kind of lump that all together. Uh, like Juno meets back up with them. Uh, Sarah's kind of off on her own. Like, yeah, she's just becoming like, like Sarah's like her little sub journey at this point in the movie is like her just turning into like an animal essentially. Yeah. Yep. It's just like, like survive her survival mode is just like disconnecting from her human side. She and was, and she was already, I mean, she was already kind of disconnecting from the group in terms of, you know, she was, yeah. she was hearing things. She was seeing things. She was already kind of being separated even at that point, but you know, going through what they went through with the creatures, it was, it, yeah. it was already again, because the film is called the descent. She was already on her own descent. And yeah. Then, so she's not interacting with anybody. She's just becoming more and more, animalistic yeah. like she, she you get some fun stuff where she's again the logic makes no sense to me where yeah. she's got the video camera and the things like right in her face yeah and, and then, but for some reason it's like oh, i'm good and like wanders away uh, -huh. uh whatever but she let's see here so sarah runs off uh one of the crazy uh and they talk to sam sam's like they're blind they hunt by sound she's uh -huh. got the biology thing going yeah. on uh Sarah finds Beth, who inexplicably is still fucking alive. Yeah. Which this is one of the points in the movie where I was like, really? Yeah. Uh, and then Beth uses her dying breath to be like, Juno sucks. Don't yeah, trust her. Don't trust Look, her. I have this necklace. See, yeah. she's evil. And I was just like, really? Yeah. In this situation, this is what you're choosing to do? Yeah. Uh, brutal moment, though, where she's just like, don't. Well, she, she, she doesn't tell her at first. It's just. She's basically like saying, she's basically like being like, you know, kill me. You have to leave me. You have to do this. Yeah. But she also like, she sees the necklace and she sees it. She's like, oh, wait. And then she's like, oh, sorry. I didn't tell you. Yeah. That, you know, she's totally, you know, screwing your husband. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So Sarah, Sarah pretty much snaps at this point. Like, yeah. I think dealing like Beth asked Sarah to finish her off. And yeah. She, I, I like Sarah's delivery. Like she's really good. Just like, you can't ask me to do that. Yeah. But then she smashes her head. And I think at that point, this is Sarah just. This is her yeah. complete disconnect. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they're running around a lot. Uh, Sarah gets a really cool uh, sequence where she's in the water and she gets followed yeah. by another one of the crawlers and they fight in the water. Yeah. And then she's laying on this rock. And the, well, it's it's blood. It's a whole thing of yeah. Like blood. I couldn't tell. I was like, I was like, is this blood or does it just look yeah. red? I can't tell. Well, I believe, and if I remember correctly, they did part of that scene. Well, the shot where like she comes out of it, you know, like she she falls into it and then she her head comes out that was supposed to be a little bit like apocalypse now or they're in the yeah world. very much and then her look after she's come out with like you know her hair's all mad yeah a lot of the posters head. and stuff are like yeah. the shot of her covered well, that, that was meant to be very like curious because she's you know she's got that wide-eyed you know stare and she's just pretty much you know the movie's very excited by the fact that she has very blue eyes yes, too yeah. like they, they they use that a lot oh yeah um but i mean it's great it's all like really good stuff she's got a torch so we can actually yeah. like see a lot of what's going on too which she is kind nice. of she basically i mean she doesn't quite become like a crawler but she kind of 
gets just much more primal and just more almost yeah, like I mean, caveman kind of. By the end of the movie, her and Juno are like fully like just murdering their yeah. way through these guys and you're just like holy shit like there's yeah. a moment towards the end of the movie where it, it's it kind of stops being a horror movie and starts being like a kind of an action movie yeah, yeah. where they're just like murking crawlers and yeah. i was like this is kind of fun actually uh but yes yeah, so, i like the stuff with sarah because like it's lit really well a lot of the stuff with like uh juno sam and becca yeah. they, they have like this glow stick and it's just yeah. very very jump cutty uh-huh. like they keep getting attacked i can barely tell what's going on right and also in the dark becca and sam look too similar it's it's yeah, hard to tell <laughs> like it's hard to tell who's fucking even like at some point sam is like hanging over a cliff and she like gets her throat ripped out but yeah takes one of them down like, uh-huh. i i felt like they were trying to insinuate she was doing something but i didn't know what it was mm. um eventually they all crash back together yeah they're trying to escape becca finally gets got to even that death is a little weird it feels like uh-huh. it just kind of rips her chest a little bit and moves on yeah well i think uh, it like disemboweled her I yeah because it's, it's like, like it's hard yeah. to tell it's hard to tell because it's cut <laughs> so fast and yeah. yeah it 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 yeah sometimes yeah especially yeah my note just says sam and becca get got i guess <laughs> uh yeah sarah and juno they come face to face yeah and so like i said sarah and juno they have this really epic fight sequence uh-huh. it, it's pretty cool uh they are starting to like kind of they have some words or whatever but the sarah's like barely talking at this point she's yeah. a full animal covered in blood crazy look like she looks badass uh she takes the axe to juno's leg yeah. leaves her for dead you just hear juno kind of getting slaughtered uh sarah makes her escape we get a really cool shot where she's going up this like bone tunnel yeah really gorgeous shot like this yeah. horizontal that was like That's the like, best shot in the film I yeah, yeah she escapes she gets out to the truck she drives away she throws up yeah. she i will say i watched this on prime uh-huh. so prime has the u.s cut uh, oh, so, uh, okay. don't worry uh, like <laughs> I, I rectified it but yeah. uh in the u.s version uh, which is the version i first saw yeah theaters. if you were in theaters obviously yeah. um she gets in the car throws up she's finally calming down for a second she sees like the ghost of juno yeah it just cuts to black and yes. that's credits yeah and and what everyone considers the real version of the movie uh-huh. you see that and then it cuts back to her laying in the cave yes and throughout the movie she's been seeing this vision of her daughter blowing out birthday yeah uh, birthday candles on a cake yeah she sees her daughter she's sitting there with her mm-hmm. the camera zooms out and it's just the torch yeah not the cake she's alone really gorgeous shot yeah it just pulls back and back and back yeah. you don't see any light you don't see any yeah. exit and, and she you just, just you just know she's not getting yeah she just kind of smirks because it's yeah. like and again it's like it's funny because it's technically a bleaker ending yes but it also feels more appropriate for the character oh yeah it's yeah. like what does she have to live for at this yes. point she, and she's also just disconnected from humanity and that's why like you know when i first saw in theaters and that you know the ending where it's just oh she sees the ghost and then it cuts to black i was like well that's kind of a shitty ending like it was it was just kind of again more like yeah typical they were trying to like desensitize it for americans yeah it's funny because like a lot of times they'll reshoot an ending or but clearly what they did for this movie was just didn't show the last minute right which is crazy yeah Uh, it didn't make any sense and i know like uh, Neil Marshall was like, well, we did it to kind of make it different for, you know, the U.S. audience and kind of do it uh, just to have it changed up a bit. And I'm like, yeah, but you had the right you had the right ending. It yeah. Was and so yeah. The, what, the, the, the U.K. slash director's cut ending yes. is it's the better ending. 
it's it's sad and gorgeous yeah. and and good. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad we got to talk about the film in more detail because even just talking through it, yeah. Again, there's some things that I think are not quite as good. Like I don't, I don't, I still don't think the movie's as great as most people seem to say it is, but. It's got a lot of really good shit going yeah, on. Yeah. There's just some flaws, but it's like we talked about early in the episode. Like sometimes those flaws are part of the movie, and you yeah. just like that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a little bit I could like. I feel like there's just little things here and there that I feel like could be touched up. Yeah, but it'd be interesting to see someone do. I mean, obviously they did a sequel, but it'd be interesting <laughs> to see a version today that's maybe not as you know mid two thousands even more of a slow burn and you know yeah i'd be okay with it even yeah. slower because the thing is the cave shit is scary enough yeah like you know i, I heard they tried to keep the crawler stuff very minimal in terms of the advertising which right. is really cool yeah because nowadays it feels like a movie would have to like oh yeah it'd be smash you in the face it'd be on with the that. poster it'd be in the trailers it'd be in everything I, but even watching the movie i felt like the crawlers maybe still showed up too early mm-hmm. like i could have done another like 15 minutes of them dealing with cave yeah. drama yeah before yeah. they finally got because yeah. because it turns because it happens about exactly at the midpoint ish right and it feels like the rest of the movie is just non-stop like crawlers just come and jump cuts and crazy yeah. shit yeah yeah like and like and they don't deal with as much like cave drama mm-hmm. that like i wish it could have all melded together a little more organically yeah because there's still so much cool like there's a movie i think it was called sanctum that i watched mm-hmm. there's this incredible sequence where they have to like dive underwater to try to get to the other side because this is the only way out but they don't yeah. even know mm-hmm. if the tunnel is on the other yeah. side so they're just diving and hoping and it's terrifying yeah. and because you like everyone knows that how scary it is to like drown yeah and they don't i feel like they don't play with that element enough mm-hmm. there's not enough like there's only like two real moments where they're like i can't believe there's not a moment more moments where they're like stuck in a tight space yeah. trying to get away from a crawler. Yeah, you like, think there would be, but yeah, yeah. there's just set pieces. It feels like missed opportunities. Like, yeah. I don't know if they felt like they, you know, blew their load doing it yeah. early in the film. They didn't want to like repeat themselves. I don't know. But yeah, but definitely... the, the sets are gorgeous. The oh, acting's yeah. really good. The yeah. music is good. Uh, I feel like it's a movie that it's only going to grow on me, but yeah, uh, definitely but, watch it. Definitely watch it in the dark with the sound yeah i i, I fucked up watching it on my phone yeah. for sure oh don't yeah absolutely uh, <laughs> don't watch it on your phone <laughs> it's just most movies are okay that way but uh, i fucked up i'll <laughs> readily admit that is there any final thoughts you wanted to say before we get to rec- uh, ratings um i don't know i just yeah i think it's i think it's a great film i think it's uh well maybe not great but it's definitely a good film and it definitely it's definitely one of the better films that kind of came out of that. I definitely don't discourage anybody yeah. that's really into this film too. Yeah. Like I understand why there's so much love for it uh-huh. and why this really launched Neil Marshall after this too. Right. And yeah. why people still say, I, I feel like most people say this is still his best film. Yeah. And I understand why uh, for sure that people say that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Do you have like a rating? You don't have to. Um, uh, I think, well, like, yeah, because I think I posted in Letterboxd, I gave it like four and I'd probably say about maybe more like a three and a half after watching it again, just cause you know, it, it was good and you know, I still really like it, but yeah, definitely like some of the flaws are a little more obvious this time around, but yeah, I think, yeah, I, I don't know. It's probably about like a three and a half or so. Okay. So. Um, for me, uh, if people don't know if this is your first time listening, uh, I have a grading curve on this show. Theoretically, I'm watching some of the best movies of all time. Uh-huh. So I'm a little harder on films than usual. Um, and, uh, so like for example i give the godfather an 8.5 out of 10 yeah. which i think that's a 10 out of 10 movie uh-huh. for this 
I was coming in thinking it was like maybe like a five and a half, six, but even just talking about it and having time to meditate on it, even yeah. though I just watched it for the first time last night. Right. I'm going to go ahead and give it a seven okay. out of 10. I think that's fair. Um, Because I think it is going to grow on me. It's a yeah. movie that I feel like in a couple months, I might even, maybe like a year, I'll rewatch it. Yeah. And knowing what's going into it yeah. and having the right experience. I do think it's going to grow on me. The characters, I think, even just thinking about them have grown on me a little uh, bit. But yeah, it's... It's it's definitely a good movie, and, and I'm glad I finally got around to watching it. Yeah. Uh, do you have any? We talked about recommendations. Is there any recommendations you have? Uh, recently I watched um, the Night House because I know the director of that. Oh, that's, doing, that was a good one. Doing yeah. the new Hellraiser, and I really enjoyed that. So yeah, um, I would definitely check out the Lighthouse. Not the Lighthouse. <laughs> definitely check out the Lighthouse yeah, too. The lighthouse. Um, lighthouse is good. Nighthouse is good. Um. Yeah, I, I, I'd say, yeah, check those two out. Yeah, I really like The Night House. I thought there were some issues with it, but just like, yeah, Rebecca, is it Rebecca Hall? Rebecca Hall, yeah, God, she's, she's really so good. fucking good she in that movie. Really she's so good. Yeah. She's, I think, maybe one of the most underrated actors. Oh, yeah, and I hadn't seen her in a little bit, and so like, it was nice to see her in something again. And uh, she was fantastic. She was, she was really good, so, yeah. Uh, real quick, my recommendations are super easy. I said I was kind of a fan of Neil Marshall. I actually love the movie Doomsday that he did. Mm. I've noticed it's got middling reviews, yeah. but it's the kind of movie where just the concept alone is enough to carry me. Yeah. Like it's this post-apocalypse, like viruses wiped out like all of Scotland. Yeah. And then this chick has to go in to get something. Yeah. And there's these societies that have formed and they're so fascinating. Uh, and the juxtaposition between them. have you seen Doomsday? Uh it's been a while, but yeah, I saw that because I, I just I wanted I, to see it after you did the descent. So I was like, Yeah. I, I have a real yeah, hard on for that movie good. for some reason. Like yeah. I maybe people won't it won't affect people as much, but I love it. Uh, and I actually think Centurion's really fun too. It's a little boring. It's a lot of Michael Fassbender just running around the woods. Okay. But there's some really <laughs> good moments like there's this mute wolf girl mm -hmm. and i like literally had her as like my uh computer icon like uh, login uh, profile picture was just the wolf girl looking crazy <laughs> like she's so fun and i think the ending of the movie thematically really ties the whole movie together because it's about who he has allegiance to uh, and then he makes a choice in the movie that made me go oh that's what this movie was about uh, okay, okay yeah. that's actually really good i like yeah. that and fassbender's great mm -hmm. um some of the stuff neil marshall's made in later years i don't think is super good but hey you know he made some good black sales episodes game of thrones yeah like, he's been busy he's but been yeah i love guy. doomsday i would <laughs> super recommend it last but not least though anything you'd like to plug uh i'm on Bandcamp. camp uh, uh there's gonna be some more music coming out pretty shortly. Um, Yay. I'm going to have an album out. Oh, that's super and, cool. Uh, um, and then, yeah, Schism, the last film I did the score for, that should be coming out hopefully soon. I don't know. It's oh, been, it's I didn't been, realize that wasn't out. No, I know. Yeah. Well, it was supposed to, supposed to come out. I feel like out. I saw it like three years ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's been how long it's been about. Um, yeah, it should be out uh, sometime soon next couple months hopefully and yeah it's yeah it was supposed to be out in 2020 but obviously things i'll be excited for that to be out yeah, in the world that's yeah. a really interesting movie yeah and i really yeah the work i did on that it, that's probably my favorite stuff. yeah the score was great yeah thank uh, you uh but yeah you guys will see his name in the title yeah uh so please check out his Bandcamp. i know Bandcamp's a great way to support yeah. uh it's very sparse right now but trust me there'll be more stuff on it yeah please <laughs> check it out guys uh it's been so great having you well, thank you i'm so excited I mean, we finally got to do this fun uh yeah i'm glad we got to watch this movie yeah this yeah. is like a big one on my checklist so yeah. 
it was just fun. I feel, still felt surprised by it, even though I kind of knew all the, it would have been so fun going and not knowing yeah. all the twists, but right. it's still, it was a good, it was a good time. It was so great having this conversation with you. We got yeah, to really dive deep about nostalgia and music and yeah. I don't know. This is great. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, well, please welcome. check out Ryan's stuff guys. Uh, and as I unfortunately always say at the end of every episode, I will catch you all on the flip flop later. Bye guys. Ha, ha, ha.